Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. And with us on the line, oh, we got a special one for you today, by the way. Yeah, this is This is good, all Phil. for you, Phil, is Florida Senator Phil Jakes. I think we'll just let this one run. <laughs> That's good. I'll give that about a nine Wow. I ain't giving nothing a full ten. No, nothing deserves a full ten. Nope. Not unless it's not I don't know, bro. That's pretty goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, you send, we'll have to send. Yeah, you got to send Phil that link. Okay, gotta, yes, yeah, I we will. Gotta find that uh, one. Yeah, I'll do that while while we're talking. So go ahead. I don't remember the name of the band, uh, but that's we, fine. Yeah, yeah we'll just, just send it to him. All right. Oh, it's coming on again. There we go. There we go. I got, got it. it. I right. got it, bro. Is, is it like agoraphobic <laughs> nosebleed or something like that? No, no it's only one word. So not even not even that. Infant annihilator. Asmodi. I don't even know who they are. I've never heard of them. But the link is coming your way. Yeah. So, you yeah, we'll go. Set it as your ringtone and stuff. <laughs> I might. That was a good one this week. We didn't. I, I can't unseat Mario Brothers. That's like the eternal ringtone. That's fair. All right. So, we usually start our episodes off not only with a terrible or awesome cover song, but we also start off with personal updates. Now, since we are all very poor and... Um, uh, I don't even know a good descriptive word for that one. I'll just say poor. Busy. Busy. Soulless. Financially inept. Drained. Slave. Yeah. Old. Indentured Servi- <laughs> servitude. Old as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't really race much anymore, so there's not a heck of a lot for personal updates. And this week, I didn't even get to go to a racetrack. Like last week, I went to Stafford, Waterford, you name it. This week, nothing. I was home. <laughs> I was complete on a Saturday and watched it rain. Complete polar opposite. Phil oh, yeah, watched the car rain. show. We got thirty seconds of rain today. Yeah. Well, I did practice on Friday too. Yeah. Well, I'm, we we got yeah, like Jesse said, we got thirty seconds of rain, which is the most that we've gotten in a yeah, month. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. By the time I could, you know, take the calf out, kill it, and uh, bleed it, and put it upon a rock to appease an angry god, it stopped raining. Maybe it was too slow with his sacrifice. So now we don't get any rain. So now Connecticut is a desert again. For no good reason. People will blame climate change and tell me to get rid of my V8-powered car, and I can tell them to go screw themselves because they haven't proved why yet. Anyway, personal updates. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't film nothing. And I hate to say it, but I work for the post office, which I hate mentioning on the show because I don't want people to know where I work, but cat's out of the bag. And uh, I haven't gotten my own stuff at the house, so I'm, like, missing paychecks and, like, stuff from Stafford for when I videoed for them. And I'm like, where is my stuff? 
You can't so even say you can't, can't even, even say the word postal, you know. No, because but you have to call it the P word because of so many things that went wrong in the eighties <laughs> and nineties. It's almost a slur now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, I'm and still who waiting. can blame them? I don't even have my actual paycheck from my job. Oh, paycheck stub, I should say, from my actual job, which is the same thing that I'm complaining about. It's like I'm waiting for a paycheck from Stafford, my actual paycheck stub, which should have been in last week. I'm, it's just a goddamn mess. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> this is my job, and that's just yeah. Everybody hates it now. So anyway, you can't find your house. We yeah we aren't even racing again. I think we have another two month break. This is like 2020 when COVID happened. We had nothing to talk about. We still don't have anything to talk about. I got another. Let's see here. One, two, three more weeks until I get into a race car. That's fun. I think it's August. 16th. At least you get. At least you got three weeks getting a race car. I know Phil's been in one lately. Yeah. Lucky you. Awesome. Yeah. Fun, awesome for you. So yeah, fifth no, was... August 16th, 17th. I think it is. Uh, we're going back racing again. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, really. Uh, 16th and 17th of August, we're going to have two different types of tour-type modifieds and weekly divisions at Stafford, or not Stafford, Thompson. I wish it was Stafford, but I can't afford to race there weekly. So, And who can get the time off? That's true. Without you going the P word. I mean, I would have to basically leave work, drive an hour home. No, 40, 45 minutes home. Call a bomb threat and early. Oh, if I do that, then... I still won't get out of work because I'm out of the office. So if you well, call it into the office, there's a bomb in my mail vehicle. <laughs> I have to leave it and run away. Or I could just get the bomb squad out here. Well, here's the thing is if I wanted to race at Stafford, number one, I'd need a ton of money. Number two, I need um, to get out of work, drive 45 minutes home, collect my truck and trailer, then drive an hour to Stafford after getting out of work. What if you transferred and went up north? I it's way harder to transfer than than what it seems with my if, job. If I were you, I would just, once you were done getting done with the mail, who cares what time you go in and turn the keys in and whatnot? They actually are keeping track of that now. They've changed all that shit. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah, they're you just micromanaging like, us, and they don't need to, which is dumb. Oh, welcome to my hell. I'm it's sorry. Gover- it's government bureaucracy. It's people trying to justify why they have a job there. It's literally all it is. Yeah. If your job revolves around trying to prove why you have to have that job, then you probably shouldn't have that job. And and you know who <laughs> suffers? The workers. Yeah, us. So anyway, yeah. uh, Phil Been was actually enough. touching race cars. We should ask him what was going yeah. on. The one interesting member of the show. Yes, the yes, person who actually I does say things. Interesting. Um, no, I was at Citrus this weekend. Uh, it was for the Super Late Model event, uh, and I ended up hopping in a pro truck on Friday night for a guy down here. He just wanted a read on the truck, and I figured it's metric. It's home, so it shouldn't be a big deal. should be fun. And right. I ended up being only two-tenths off pole time from last July uh, on 150-lap tires, which is not terrible. That's, so Yeah, it's pretty good. It turns out I'm now apparently racing it this Saturday at uh, Showtime Speedway in Tampa. Hmm. So if anybody wants to buy a tire or buy some fuel, hit me up because uh need to make this happen. It sounds fun. Sponsors listening. DM Phil at, yeah, PJ, no, at PJ's Racing on everything. Is it going to be on like Speed 51 or Flow or anything? I don't think so. It'll That'd probably be, be on uh, oh. Sunshine State Racing. Uh, Jennifer Brinson and Robert Howell down here have a, a 
it's a Facebook group that yeah, they, they just, they do just Facebook go around live and stuff. live stream races on Facebook, and it's it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, oh, okay, free, so but... we can still catch it anyway. We yeah, can they still should watch they should have bit. it on there. So if... it's basically single camera Florida female SIDS view. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I st- I still have to kind of audition on Friday night and make sure I'm more than three to four tenths faster than the guy that owns the truck, which. The guy's like 80, hard. so that's not that difficult. I don't know, bro. If if, if they're giving you that option, it's already pretty much settled, I think. Yeah. <laughs> have bag will race. <laughs> you know, if he's yep. like, yeah, you got to be three or four tenths faster. Than me, it's probably already settled. Already it's going to be that. really interesting. It'd though, be like driving that's... a car for, Mrs., for Melissa Fifield. You just jump in and go, and it's faster. You'll be faster. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. No, that that track is, is really, really unique. You you go into turn one with a big wide arc, and it's really flat. And then coming off of two, it's got a ton of banking going up to the wall, so you can just ride the right rear up onto the banking, get a big shot down the back stretch, and then you have to, like, stop because it's a parking lot. It's so flat in three and four. Uh-huh. And it, if you try and get back to the throttle too quick in the middle of three and four, you're just going to drive it into the wall, so... We'll see if I can keep the right side on it for once. See, I love racetracks like that that are that are definitely not uniform in shape between one and two and three and four. Yeah, uh, I love that. That's it, how it sounds like a challenge, is. you know. Citrus is kind of like that. You get a big, big wide arc and a super late apex in the three and four, and then one and two is just you kind of drive it in a lot straighter and you arc way wide coming off and point towards the wall. So tracks down here are really unique. See, I'm all about that. Yeah, they got very short tracks down there, but they're all actually a little different. So, quarter mile bull rings everywhere. Yeah. New Smyrna is the only outlier. Yep, it's kind of like up here. Everything is short except for like Thompson, and then you go to Stafford, which is kind of another outlier. But everything's well, kind Five of like Flags is a Florida track too, but that's like Alabama. Pretty much, mm-hmm. it's a panhandle, ain't it? Yep. I forgot where Pensacola is, but I figured it was panhandly. Anyway, it's way over there. The whole state is a panhandle. It just depends Actually, on which yeah, end you're a, holding it from. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. All right, fair. It's a, it's a six-hour drive from my house. <laughs> Still, goddamn, it's a long way. Florida is big. It's I think That's it's nine state. hours from Pensacola to Miami. Jeez, it's like driving up and down California. Yeah, it's, it's like thirteen hours or something like that. Crazy how big this state really is. I'm used to living in Connecticut where I can be in three or four different states in one day. Yes. Anyway, why don't we... Jesse, you don't have any updates, do you? Oh, you did. You asked me. Thank you. I'm super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Considered I couldn't be better, I must say. I'm feeling super. No, nothing bugs me. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, apologies to our YouTube crowd, but uh, you're going to have to switch over to the actual audio podcast. And if you watch it on YouTube and don't listen to the audio podcast, nah, this is all completely in vain. Nah, what are you talking so. about? That's not copyright, <laughs> and it's not been long enough. You can't pick no, it up on Suzanne. I didn't say anything about copyright, if you were listening. Oh. Uh, I was apologizing to our YouTube audience because we're not going to be on there for a while, if ever, who knows, because of uh, work scheduling issues. So if you want us to go on YouTube or put our own stuff up, we can figure it out, I guess. But I don't know yet. So, or we should just like find a way to broadcast this live on like Twitter or something. Who knows? Do our own racing spaces or something. Well, I have a switcher and one camera, maybe two. I don't know. We would need a couple cameras. We have a good switcher for it, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, that pushes us towards the second part of this show the second segment is always a favorite amongst people and i get tweets about it all the time i love these tweets and this week was a banner week again like last week 
Every week is. To find Darf comments of the week. Holy shit. <laughs> we had a bunch of us. We had a lot of options to find some Darf comments of the week because There's we one. had a lot going on. So, <laughs> my God. There's a lot of window lickers out there. Oh, is there ever. Oh, boy. I had, a, again, <coughs> it was like combing the desert for a few weeks, maybe even a month. Where it was really hard for us to find these comments because stuff just wasn't going on. That was really super Darf, like, attractant. You know what I mean? It wasn't really that that heavy to wade through. But now, oh boy. All right, let me bring you this one. This is just the one that I picked. There was so much I could have gone through and picked. But this is just the one that... We'll probably go through a bunch of other ones as well. But this is just going to be my winner, okay? So first up, we got... This is a tweet from... And Twitter is just Darf City. So that's why I go there and read it, because it's the best. Um... And yes, I do firmly believe with the rest of the panel that racing fans, I'm sorry guys, but they're really the dumbest fans in the world. It's the most expensive it's the most expensive sport, but it's got the dumbest fans in the entire <laughs> world, which doesn't make sense to me. It's, well, there's so so many more intricacies in racing I think than like football. Like you can the, get involved in football and as a kid for free and learn the ins and outs of the sport. Where racing is a little more, probably a little harder to get into as a kid that doesn't, because it's not a school activity. It's not just a regular activity that anybody's going to do on a Friday or Saturday afternoon if you don't know and you're not already involved in racing. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of darfs in football and sports ball. Well, there's a lot of dumb ones, but here's the thing about, there's a big difference between stick and ball sports and racing. Stick and ball sports... The rules are pretty upfront. Like they have to adhere to them to play the game. With racing, a lot of stuff like the inspection process is a little bit foreign to the average watcher because they don't know what actually goes on. You could like racing and not know anything about cars, right? Or inspection. Yeah, you see green flag go, yellow flag slow down, red one stop, black flag you're done, uh, white flag. We're almost done. Checkered flag. You can move turn it over. Off means nothing. No, nobody listens to that anymore. I didn't even include it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we should go into this tweet now. As a spoiler alert, which any racing fan who's self-respecting would know the outcome of this that I'm about to mention. NASCAR on NBC tweeted out news. Chase Elliott is declared the NASCAR Cup winner at Pocono after the top two cars of Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch each failed inspection after the race. And there's a picture of Elliott with his ridiculous mustache. I'm sorry, it is ridiculous. What's Dale Jr. said it best. He's got the parts counter look on par right now. He, you know no, what? Chase it Elliott would... looks like a wannabe biker. It that, does. He looks it's like a dentist. Stash. He looks like a dentist. He's a rub. That wants to be a part of the biker <laughs> gang, but... You know, they don't want anything to do with him because he's no. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. He has the most punchable face in all of NASCAR, too. <laughs> and it's not like I hate no, the guy. No, that's Ty Gibbs. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I put it's them close. side by side. I don't hate Chase Elliott. I no. just, his face annoys me. It does he, annoy me, too. You know, but, if yeah. he actually grew it out to be about an inch thick, then it would be pretty rad. There you go. You got to yeah, bush bring it Bring a it. Yeah, Make bring it, it out. Like Ryan Blaney. Yeah, Blue, bring it out. Ryan Blaney had it right. Blue yeah. collar, bush it up. Yeah, bring it out. 
Like 70s Bush. This got to really thicken it up. Now he just looks like Pablo Elliott or something. <laughs> I mean, tickle that stuff when you go in. He looks okay. like he sweeps up after they're done. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on from the racism to the comment of the week. <laughs> yes, let's get into it. This was posted by Obvious Boomer Ralph Sizemore. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Sizemore5Ralph. Okay. I mean, that's straight, it's straight to the point. Mine's Brent Gleason 01. What's the difference? You know what I mean? <laughs> There's all the Brent Gleasons out there. I didn't think it was possible, but apparently there are. All right. So he comments to this news tweet by saying, and I think he might have voice texted this. So bear with me because there's a lot of stuff that's wrong. I'll, I'll go into it. Y in capital letter L, Y in L. I'm pretty sure he's Southern voice texting here. Why in L would anyone want to watch another nasty car race? Because he wanted to say he wanted to say hell. Why in hell? Well, why didn't he just why hell? Maybe, maybe he's British. Well, L. What in it? What in hell? <laughs> what in hell is all about that? Dan? What's wrong then, isn't it? Yeah, right. Anyway, um, we drink warm beer. Anyway, Ugh. yeah, they do that. We don't have beer in general. So he, yeah, well, it's a warm yeah. beer and no dentistry. So anyway, <laughs> he says, why would, why in L would anyone want to watch another nasty car race? And nasty is N, capital N, capital C, which is cool because usually it's nap car or nas crap or something. I never seen nasty car, so I'll give him that one. That's kind of clever almost. Uh, that two, is creative. Okay, so he wrote two hours after it is open, which he probably means over. Again, might be voice text. Nasty car decided won. Who who won? Honestly, I watched. I I know who won. Screw nasty car. Thumbs down. <laughs> I watched it. I know who won. Jesus H. This, this this guy has a cousin or a son, maybe a stepson named Booger. <laughs> <laughs> they do that down south, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> hey, Booger, go get some grits. Dude. Oh, uh, Booger. Listen, get your there's. Collar green. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, I have. There's this race car driver that's down south named Booger Brooks. Okay? And I'm thinking to myself, hey. Point in case. There's, he drives like uh, uh, dirt late models. He does great. Is it like a green color? He actually kind of. Blue, green. It's a 148. He uh, actually is pretty good. He actually does win some races every now and then. Hmm. And um, I'm thinking to myself, hey, here's a Southern guy who doesn't take himself seriously. His name is Booger Brooks. And so I'm like, hey, I, I instant message him. I go, hey, I don't care what your cost is. I want a Booger Brooks sweatshirt or T-shirt. <laughs> Give me something with your name on it, sir. <laughs> and he just he just sounded all butthurt. And he's just like, uh, we, we don't got none right now. Like he didn't even say like he was gonna have any in stock. Was it gonna have nothing? Inside? He just kind of dismissed it. It's like you we know, ain't like, got none. Listen, if you're gonna take yourself so seriously, why do you name yourself Booger and not even <laughs> your name is not Booger, even sir? Not even take advantage of the merchandise. You called yourself Booger. You sold your soul, and the best you come up with was Booger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me some damn merch, okay? If somebody wants to laugh with you or against you, who the F cares? Give me some merch, Booger. What the hell? Booger Brooks, F you. Like, with this kind of comment, I'm really not sure what NASCAR fans actually want. 
I'm sorry. Again, Twitter and all social media is just a forum for the stupidest to be as loud as possible. <laughs> and I don't know why people even poll these places because they're getting the worst of humanity out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, inspection, they said what? Uh, let's see, 2019, at least three years ago, that they were thinking, yeah, we're going to start DQing cars that are illegal. So this news is nothing new. Yeah, do you know, guys, would you guys want to go back to the encumbered wins? That was stupid. Oh, that was dumb. They oh, fans no. were like, I forgot wait, about that. Fans Ugh. were like, wait a minute, they won, but they didn't win. Ew. It's yeah, so Joey gross. Logano got one of those. Yeah, that's just disgusting. It makes your skin crawl, and you know, you just feel gross. That was basically NASCAR saying, Ugh. yeah, these guys were illegal. Yeah, we we just let them keep it though. Yeah, they're illegal, but we're not going to really do much about it, you know. Right. That's just it. Just makes you feel gross. No, it does. I don't, it's so nasty. I don't want anything to do with that. Nasty but, car. But anyway, yeah, nasty car. He was right. There you go, booger. <laughs> so yeah. Um, again, the it's, hell it's your a. Name is. It's kind of a dumb take. I mean, if you're a NASCAR fan or any kind of racing fan, you should know about. I don't know the roots of it. Short track racing and such. Technical inspection is a thing. Okay, and uh, if NASCAR says, "Hey, we're going to start DQing guys who are illegal by the rule book," they're going to start DQing people by the rule book. Where, where, where was this guy when uh, who's it got freaking DQ'd from the Xfinity race? What last week? I don't think it was for a win, but it was like a specific place. It was like uh, Noah Gregson and somebody else. There's oh, a lot of Landon com- Castle from New Hampshire. They both got DQ'd. Yes. There's a lot of comments like that where they were, they were all complaining about the, the technical inspection before the race should have been more important than the inspection after the race. No, they're you both as equally race. important. I'm like, oh my God, you guys have no concept whatsoever of how there's, even the basic form of racing, you've never been to a short track race whatsoever. Mm. There's there's fans that thought they should do a full teardown inspection before the race. I'm like, you realize they'd be there for like two weeks. They would never finish. Yeah, they inspect, by the way, pre-race. The race inspection process goes, and this is really rudimentary, every single car goes through some kind of pre-race tech. Every single one. That takes a long time. how many cars? 40 at 36 to 40 cars? 36 to 40 cars. You can't inspect all those cars that in-depth before a race. You'll run out of weekend. Yeah, you'll run. Out of, yeah, you want thirty six cars to tear everything down to the crankshaft and the bare sheet metal. Yeah, and it's bare. Chassis. Oh, rip the wraps off it. Yeah, okay, we're gonna do that right before the race. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I don't know what pre race is, but I'd assume it's besides the OSS pre race. Pre race is like ride height and OSS and. Yeah, yeah, probably body spoiler angle, body templates, stuff like that. Body yeah. templates, right camera on weight. Camera on the rear ends or something. There's probably all kind of. I think they run. They, uh, they also run it over uh, the OSS station. I think they have cameras that point up underneath, and they're inspecting the bottom of the cars for stuff yep. too. Yeah. So it's mostly a visual inspection, and they do some basic. Yeah, like Phil says, they do some basic inspection. We have Safety. we have uh, like um, sources inside the Cup Series, and I was talking to them, and they said, "Yeah, I mean, the OSS scanner is good to." A f- you know 0.15 of an inch so it gives some tolerance here and there and you know it's i think it sets off at 0.300 of an inch did did you see how big the piece of material they found was we can talk about it later 
But we're talking about DARF comments at this point. I know. I'm just saying because you mentioned that thickness. Well, what they found was less than that thickness. Well, so yeah. it would never been found pre-race. It, we'll discuss it, it. Yeah, it would never have been found pre-race because it passed OSS. Why don't we scan, just discuss it now while we're talking about no, it? No, we got to talk about it during the, the last part because All then right. it actually makes sense. So, And there's a lot more to the story. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. DQs. So, Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't understand. Again, this is a secondary DARF comment that kind of ties into this. Some people were saying, I wonder, I'm not going to give this person's name out, but it's a blanket comment. It's like, uh, did NASCAR automatically check the 19 and 20 as well? Uh, why didn't they check them beforehand? Um, you know, why didn't they automatically check all four team cars? Why didn't they do the visual? Why didn't they do these inspections before the race? It's just really stupid comments. It's like, Maybe you should just, I don't know, ask someone <laughs> what they do. Here's an People idea. don't understand the inspection process either. It's the top five go to tech. Top two are a full teardown. The three behind them are just a general teardown, and they take a random. You know what? Because at that point, who cares? You know what? You know? Sometimes. At that point, who cares? Because it's it's long, been going on long enough. If you guys, if anybody is familiar with short track racing, it's basically the same there as well. If they're doing a regular tech inspection, like nothing really too invasive, they'll do they'll do the top five. If they're gonna tear cars down, they're gonna tear down like the top two or three. Like I went to Stafford, I finished I think fourth at the fall final one year, and um, I finished you know just outside of the top three. So they had the top three go into tech. They were gonna tear them down, just tear down. You know what I mean? And the fourth and fifth cars sat outside the bull ring. And the tech inspectors came over after a while and said, okay, you guys are good. You can go. Basically, they had us you know, go over to scales and go ride heights and stuff. But then we sat on the sidelines waiting for tech. In case in case somebody failed tech. Then they'd bring then us they in. Bring and they, in. Yep, and then they would have teched us. That's right. Well, let me bring you back to the Wayback Machine, guys. All right. <laughs> we're going back to the 1970s and 80s in NASCAR, okay? Mm. And we're talking about an innovator named Junior Johnson. This okay? innovator, okay. Yes, and this innovative uh, innovator, uh, he, what he would do, because they only had a pre-race inspection. Yeah, pre they only they only did only. the race pre-race inspection, and if anything was weird or whatever, they would do a post-race inspection too. Yeah, if something really caught something their really eye. caught their eye, they would yank them over in case he had too big of an engine or something. So then they would only tell them, tear them down based on discretion. Well, what they would do is they would have they would do weights and, and ride heights before the race. Well, they got the idea in their heads that they could put a bunch of lead shot in the frames and stuff. And and once once you go out on the racetrack, you just open a trap door and let all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So track workers and, and guys that crash and wreck are just, just spin out inside the infield of Martinsville and North Wilkesboro. And they're wondering why all this lead shot. All in the middle of the infield, <laughs> and they're wondering where that comes from. Well, guess what? It's because they all emptied it because it changed the whole manner of the way that the weights were transferred. Yep, more and acceleration, different weight transfer. Yep. All so they lightened the load and changed the weight transferred, and they won a ton of races that way. So, uh, by the way, thank you, JB, for tagging me on Twitter for a DARF nomination. So I appreciate it. I did see it. My man. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're a race fan. You know what's great about being a race fan? Just being a fan. Sit in the grandstands, drink beer, watch cars go roundy round and crash, hoot, holler, yell, 
and uh, enjoy yourself. Listen, Boomer. You, you, oh, they got to go on Twitter and complain about everything. But, that's how the world it's works. It's like, but no, there's a giant NASCAR conspiracy that needs Chase Elliott to win a race that's Chase completely Elliott, inconsequential Mr. to his entire season. Mr. Hendricks' check came in a little late. That's why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did like Chase Elliott's like, oh, I don't want to win that way. Of yes, course you do. Put it out yes, like you do. That. I'd be like, hey, thanks. That's Phil, great. do you want to win that way? I'd, I'd take it. I want. I'd take it. Brent, would you want to win that way? Give me all your money. Thank you. I'll take all the wins <laughs> that way. Even I, if I, I remember did. how happy Jeff Van Pelt was when he got it that way. Uh, yeah, and he, he should be happy. I don't yeah. blame him one bit. He didn't lead one lap, just like Chase Elliott. Drove a great race. Just like Chase Elliott, didn't lead a lap. But you know what? He was the first, and that was the end of it. And I don't really agree that you know the guy who got thrown out was should have been thrown out, but... Whatever. That's the way it worked, and yeah, I should be happy. I'd be happy, too. I would take it. Hand me anything you want. Don't care. Because, sure enough, there are plenty of races that Phil, Brent, myself, a uh, host of uh, tons of other, thousands of other racers, you know, that should have won races, and yet they were stolen away from us either by circumstance or whatever. So... Well. I stole my own races away by being an idiot, but that happens too, you know. But that's that doesn't. Count. I should have just drove through you. You should have just drove through me. <laughs> Probably would have got parked by Tapley. Anyway, uh, Jesse would have just floored it and spun out and ruined your race too. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, I was as much as Jesse and I were running into each other. I'm surprised Tapley was silent on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. we, we didn't Do you sponsor still have him. that left rear tire because it was a white wall after well that. they did neither one of us sponsored the race i guess or something i don't know so uh all right so ralph sizemore sizemore five ralph on twitter shut up be a fan sit down you don't need to be involved in the inspection process i'll be right back go away all right so all right jesse's gonna catch up Smells like it. Anyway, <laughs> Phil and I can discuss this one anyway. A street course in Chicago was announced to the NASCAR Cup schedule next year. Aren't you excited? No. Me neither. Ben Kennedy spoke all about trying to expand NASCAR's reach into different areas and major cities while forgetting that Chicago had a track that literally failed. Um, that, that, that was my whole point in the thing is Chicagoland is sitting there dormant for a reason. Come on. I mean, they'll they'll say, oh, well, it's just another cookie-cutter track. And it's like, well, yeah, you made it that way. Except Chicagoland raced better than most of them. Yeah, and it was a little more unique because the back straightaway wasn't technically a straightaway, which was kind of interesting. I do want to know how they're going to build armor-plated race cars and get Kevlar-lined uh, <laughs> fire suits. Don't go through that side of town. They're going to have bulletproof glass for uh, the spectators, too. Can you imagine how fucking bad we're going to feel when someone actually gets shot at? Like, it'll be the first I'm not going to feel bad. I will. I'm just going to say The racers are just so. trying to earn a living, man. Well, hey, if I raced one in, of the racers. If I ra the yeah, somebody's going to bring their cup car back, and it's going to have a hole in it. It's going to be, I'm going to be so, like, sad. Anyway, no, I mean, the reason, and I know people are like, oh, well, NASCAR fans are like, we want something new and we want this. Oh, why are you taking this off the screen? Shut up. Street courses are awful, bar, none. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. All street courses are trash. Nobody can pass. Doesn't matter what series it is. Doesn't matter if it's IndyCar, ISMA, NASCAR, 
doesn't matter. The only cars that can pass on street courses are Robbie Gordon's uh, pro trucks or whatever the hell are stadium super trucks. That's the yeah, only yeah. ones that can work on a street course. If they really wanted to go to a street course, this is going to piss off some people that uh, are road racing purists, but go to a place like Sebring. That's the closest to a street course you're going to get without fucking up streets. And you actually have room to pass. Yeah, it's not technically a street course, but it might as well be. Yeah, as bumpy as it is. Yeah. Jesse's back. Jesse, you're going to have to plug in because what is your opinion of street courses? <laughs> Jesus Street Christ. courses are terrible. It was an idea that's been already... Uh, it, street courses were an idea that they tried to do in the 1980s with IndyCar, mm -hmm. mostly. They've done it in Formula One, but mostly in Monaco. And let's be fair. Actually, they do it in um, Abu Dhabi or something, too. But they have so much goddamn money, they can just pave one that into Abu the That Abu Dhabi track is really more of a purpose-built track, though. I thought they did it somewhere else, too. I can't remember. So now. Go on. They're, they do have street courses like Monaco, which is absolutely effing terrible. This is also the single worst design I've ever seen. It's two rectangles offset. The, they, yeah, they've they, they've tried to do it at IndyCars. They've tried to do it in Trans Am. They've tried to do it with, you know, some other forms of racing formula. It doesn't work. No, the, especially in Chicago. There's too much. There's too. It, it's too bumpy. It's too hard to. Every turn's a right angle. Yeah, it's every just... turn is a right angle. There's too yeah, many but that's tire barriers. What it's they too, want? It's yeah. What they want, I guess, is mayhem, right, Phil? Yeah, it's going to be Dive Bomb City every freaking corner. They're That's not going to exactly have any cars left. Happen. So basically, NASCAR drivers are not used to letting the guy in front of them live without running into the back of them. If they can get close to somebody, they try to run into the back of them because, because they've been trained that way and raised that way, like the spoiled brats that they are. So it, what it's going to be is it's going to be a total, total nihilistic. Uh, fend for yourself ends become the means crap fest. I've said this multiple times, and I'm going to keep saying it. NASCAR grew to the point where it was absolutely booming in the 90s because they were a regional sport. They had a giant following in that region. When they tried to reach out of that region, it grew a little bit, but then it wore off because people didn't really care because it was too difficult for them to get to the places to see it. Like you put a track in Kansas. Where's the closest track to Kansas? What do you mean? Like a like short cup, track? Like cup track. Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Charlotte, where's the next closest <laughs> cup track? Oh, like, well. It's like a state away or less, or it's in the same state. Richmond? Yeah. You've got, yeah. You've got clusters of racetracks in one area where people can c continually go to. If, what they're, if they really about? want to do it the right way to me, they can have a track in California, a track in Texas, a track up in Portland, that's fine, and like a track in Minneapolis or something, and then keep everything else over where they belong. But what I meant to say and finish with was they keep trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator because what they're doing is they're cheapening the sport by trying to make it something that's exciting and dangerous and just smash and bash racing, and this is not going to be anything less than that. It's going to be people just driving into the back of each other, overshooting corners because everything's a low-speed turn. Every It's just going to be... Uh, the. Let me think here. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Keystone Cops on Ice, basically, is what you're going to be watching. I want to see... I just want to see uh, somebody try to beat 
Elwood Blues's record of like 125 down Lower Wacker Boulevard. I think they got rid of the train tracks above it, though, didn't they? Well, well that sucks. <laughs> but I have something to say after you're finished, so go ahead. So, I mean, it's this is why NASCAR keeps losing viewership. It's because a lot of times, and I hate to be that guy, they're driving away their older viewers, but they kind of are by cheapening it. You know, they're making it just something less respectful than what they are or what they used to be and trying to sell every single race by showing action and crashes and you know fist fights and it's like you're cheapening the sport you're turning it into bowman gray you're turning it into a yep. michael bay film you're turning it into wwe that's a that's a horse i absolutely will keep beating who was i wonder who the uh, wwe representative never was called the racist shows it was it was SummerSlam was on. Uh, oh, they had SummerSlam. Corey car this week. That's and right. Corey LaJoy did a fucking badass promo for it. <laughs> did you see it? I did not. Oh, it was awesome. It was Corey LaJoy is probably one of the best younger personalities because he's not afraid to say things, and he's actually outgoing and enjoyable to listen to. He's likable as a legacy, you know. It's kind of like a Ryan Blaney. He's, I'd love to see him in, in a quality car. I want to see what he can do. I agree. He was on Faster with Finnegan once. It was a good show. He was funny. Really? I yeah. saw so, that. Have you, guys seen, have you guys seen the, the Slap Shoes video about short, the newest one that dropped? The one about Clint Not the Boyer? One. No, the one about Short Tracks. Oh, because they just dropped one about Clint Boyer today. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, uh, no, I yeah. did not see that one. Yeah, the Slap Shoes video, and I'll be brief. What do NASCAR fans everywhere, DARFs included, this includes you guys, DARFs. We can claim to be DARFs at some point in our life, too. So yeah, but worry. not you guys. But but what do they claim they want to see most? Short track racing. Thank you. <laughs> then go to your local short track. Okay. <laughs> so in local cup racing, where are the local short tra- Where are the short tracks on the NASCAR's calendar? Okay, we got hmm. Martinsville. Yes. We got Richmond. Yes. We got... What'd you say, Phil? Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. I'm just naming the oh, state. he's just naming the states. Okay, Martinsville. We got Richmond. We got Bristol. Yeah, huh? We got. Might as well be Virginia. It's the same. <laughs> uh, Why do we have three short tracks in Virginia? Exactly. Hang on a second. I'm still thinking. I don't think there's any more. Are there? There's no more on the schedule. I I mean, I kind of count Loudon as a short Loudon's, track. Really, Loudon's a big Martinsville, honestly. I think Loudon is a. Yeah. Oh, what about the Coliseum? Yeah, not a but, real track. It's already been torn up. But but the three short track, you know, you know how cl- you guys know because you understand American geography. <laughs> how bit. close is Martinsville, Richmond, and Bristol to each other? You can drive there. You can drive there. <laughs> you can drive between them. Yes. So all so the entire NASCAR racing short track market is clustered within like less than three hundred miles or whatever it is in that and, and region. Who's to say- that's Who's to say it. Wilkesboro in the future won't come back because that they, could they've be. got big plans for that place. And, and guess what? That's par- and and Wilkesboro is in North Carolina, which might as well be part of the cluster. It's north. You don't have a great short track in Montana. You don't have a great short track in Nevada. You don't have one in in Las Vegas. You don't have one in California. You, know, you don't I, have a short track anywhere that they travel to. I would. I, I'll I'll Not argue one one place. The bullring at Las Vegas would be badass. Why don't they go place, there? It holds enough people, I believe. Then I mean, on iRacing, it looks like it holds probably 30,000. 
Well, well, then they should go there. They should go should, there. They should go to IRP. The Cup Series should run at the big tracks. Irwindale. Trucks and Xfinity should run at short tracks. That's what they used to do. But by the way, did yeah. you see that they were planning? Uh, they were in the planning stages of deconstructing California to turn it into a short track. Are they actually going to do it? Yeah, they was. They, I guess they said there's something in planning to do it, and they're starting to the process or something. I saw a little blurb about it. That's one track I'd like to keep as it is. Yeah, they should keep really California like the way it place. is. That place in Michigan, for whatever reason, because I don't know if it's just the big sweeping corners into the D-shaped front stretch, it they put on great racing. Well, it's the thing about those types of D-shaped two-mile oval tracks like those, you know, Michigan and California, is when you, you're hauling ass off into the corner. I mean, absolutely yeah. hauling ass. <clears throat> and back when these cars were monsters... Um, like you know, 222. like nine hundred horsepower and a four inch spoiler with a bullet body. Yeah, I mean, they would haul off there at two hundred and ten miles an hour, and then they'd have to slow it down. And they didn't have all that side force and downforce, so they're sliding. That hit, the and break. they actually had to roll through the throttle to get. And it took skill to drive that thing off, mm-hmm. and they had to do it for five hundred miles. It, oh, and to to all the the people who say Dale Earnhardt Jr. sucks. That's the era of car he won his most in. Yeah. Those people. The cars you actually had to drive. People don't seem to understand how unbelievably high the talent pool was in NASCAR around 2000 to 2010. I'll say 98 to 2010. Before COT, let's just say that. In Bef- the prime of Biffle and, and Kenseth and, and all those guys. And those Harvard. cars. Those cars were absolute monsters. They had 900-plus horsepower. They had no side force. Yeah, they had downforce, but they only had a 4-inch spoiler. But they had a million freaking horsepower, you know? And then they got the COT cars, and they got a ton of added downforce, and they started taking power away and started adding downforce and started taking power away, and that racing just suffered. Sorry. Those Gen 4 cars were so ugly but so beautiful all at once. Yeah, they were hideous at the end, but they were still monsters like they were hard to drive like really hard and watching guys like Earnhardt yeah Earnhardt sucks yeah well he also raced against actual hall of famers like almost all of them you know and isn't Earnhardt a hall of famer though yeah he is yeah he should be he yeah. he won like what 30 races and two Daytona 500s and stuff I think he's got yeah twenty six. It's close to it's, wins, it's close two, to thirty. Two Xfinity championships. He's won in the Xfinity series. He's got enough. Of, like, he, yeah, he's got enough stats and presence to be Hall of Famers. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's not. That's a, a we're not arguing. Yeah, we're not arguing whether or not he's valid or not. But we're yeah. just saying it's those cars were monsters. Anyway, um, we were talking about street courses. Got completely sidetracked. But yeah, street courses I, terrible. It's going to be a big event though. Yeah, well, yeah, unpopular event. It's going to be a huge event. People are going to check it out. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're going the to be first race. thoroughly disappointed afterwards, but I I think it's funny politically the mayor there is not very well liked. Beetlejuice. She's the one, yeah, she's the one that put this all into motion and everybody expects her to be voted out in November. Good. Hopefully. Yeah, we And she can... got her own helmet. Hopefully she but puts it on and wears it all the time. My question is going to be does the event still go on? There was a Grand Prix that was supposed to happen in Chicago too, and that got thwarted for some reason as well. Uh, well, we'll find out. I don't know. I mean, there I was think a, if they was... put it through planning, they probably are going to run it. So. Oh, I forgot to mention there was a Grand Prix in uh, street courses in Toronto with IndyCars last week or the week before. Was it? 
Yeah, that was only on Peacock only. Oh, I didn't see it. And guess how the ratings uh, did? Pretty poorly. A port, according to the Marshall Pro podcast, it wasn't listed. And if they aren't listed, it's under no, 200. No, it wasn't listed anywhere. That was all over Twitter. People were like, well, where's the ratings for the IndyCar they don't. And Marshall Pro said that they don't list it for anything under 200,000. Which is pathetic. I will say, I, Public I like access. the idea. The idea of a street course race with this car, I don't mind. I just, it needs to be a better designed track. Yeah, you this... can't have right corner, right angle corners. You can't have these stupid, the track literally comes together in one point where you're going to be going head on to each other. If there's a crash and a car gets launched over that fence, I don't know how they're going to create the barriers to prevent it. But then you're all of a sudden in head on traffic. What do you do then? Dario Franchitti went into the catch fence at a at a street course. That was what ended. Oh, that's what ended his career. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. so did Jeff Krosnoff. Yeah, that ended his life. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Don't I'm look not going to say it's going to suck until the checkered flag flies, but I'm not super excited about it. We should move on. We are really yes. taking a long time today. Yeah. This is going to be a while. We should move on to this local stuff. Let's go to Stafford. Oh my God. <laughs> we really yeah we're 45 minutes in we haven't even gotten it's the interesting though we're probably going to talk for two and a half hours so it's interesting though the viewers demand it this is the kind of quality content that they demand they could except nobody demands anything but i do appreciate all the uh mentions on twitter for darf comments of the week i do appreciate that all right let's go to stafford limited late models uh, Gary Patnode would not repeat as he went pit side. He would side. not have sex, would he? No, Gary did not have sex this week. Um, pit side on lap seven for leaking fluids, continuing his feast or famine season. Uh, let's see here. A wild restart. Dude. Saw five cars involved Dude. in a backstretch incident, which took out both remaining Clement brothers. There were three, uh, but he backed it hard into the turn one wall on his heat race and ruined Dude. the rear clip on that thing. That thing got lunched. Dude. I'm going to have to go back and watch these races. Oh, dude, dude, David Jensik had the snowplow on that thing, bro. Oh, boy. Bro, he had the snowplow on there. He pushed the 28 high into the corner, mm-hmm. going into one, and then he went three wide in the middle and never lifted and hit that 95 car and the 87 and tried to and just made a big junk. Took, took Was it everybody intentional, you out. Think? No, no, I don't think it was intentional. I just think he just never lifted. Just dart without feathers. It was kind of one of those things where just uh, he's very aggressive that night. I don't know. Maybe he had to pee or something. That's I don't not know. usually like him. He's usually pretty tame. Yeah, that's what I mean. Usually he's pretty tame, but it's probably hot, and it kind of melts. You kind you of melt your brain. You, yeah, you melt all the connections. You know about wiring, electricity. Yeah, and once stuff, you pour you a know? bottle of water over your head after the race, it comes back. Yeah, you got yeah the electrical contacts get disconnected. You know, once you get too much heat. And that was or enough. once you get hit in the back bumper too many times. Yeah, so he got Either sent or. to the back. But it, yeah, it was a good, it was a good race there for the lead to Alexander Fern, putting the fender there to the yep. fourteen car. Kevin Cormier, nothing, nothing. He yeah, Cormier had the opportunity of hooking her also. So if there was anything really egregious, she could have gone into the wall. So I just think it was pretty hard racing, good it hard was racing, just hard racing. Good hard racing. Some people use the fender, some people don't. Yeah, that's, that's, that, why, that that's why he takes the bottom on the restart. That Cormier kid's up front every week, isn't he? 
He yeah, is. He's getting, he the, handi- he's getting the handicap starts. Where the hell starts. did he come from? Mini stocks, I believe. Yeah, no, but he can yeah. stay up there. That's the important part. There, he's like, figuring he's, it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I really hope he can he get Did he win some. a race this year? Not yet. He's come close. I couldn't remember if he, if he won or finished second. I knew he was up there. Okay. Well, after that, the uh, the rolling caution Dana Race spun for the third time at the night and brought the yellow out to tighten the field back up. They'll be mad at me for saying that, I'm sure. Uh, well, <laughs> you can come in and <laughs> file it in. Yeah, file it under the Darf comments of the week. Sorry, we're not Feel sorry. I, you know what? When I started S- racing, send I a didn't complaint to we don't care at gmail dot com. Anyway, um, I'm sure these people will get better. If not, then we'll just keep saying stuff. Uh, Cormier made a charge to get the lead back, but got pushed out wide. Uh, Fern was fading late, but managed to hold off Jeremy Lavoie for the win. So. I forget how many that is for this year. It's either two or three. Can't remember. Yeah, I think it's two, maybe. Yeah. It's at least, yeah. We'll call it several. Call it several. A few. Yeah. All right, street stocks. Bobby Sturk and Tyler Trot battled hard for the lead early, with Sturk taking the advantage a couple laps before halfway. Uh, Trot and uh, Travis upside down. He fought for the rest of the race to fill out the podium, but that was about as much of the race action as you were going to see because it went green to checker for once. They played nice. Yeah, they played it very nice. It was a nice. very nice race. Uh, so... Tyler didn't hit anybody? Not hard enough, I guess. Not hard enough to mess anybody up. Well, good for him. Podium finish. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he filled out the podium. Uh, He he used to always be fast and used to win races. I don't know what switch flipped, but I'd like to see him get back to where he was because he used to be really fun to watch. Well, that's the thing. It's If you're in a division for long enough, if you know, it's going to either overtake you or you're going to keep up with it. And yeah. some typically, if you take time off, it'll overtake you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know why he was gone for a couple of years. He didn't race. A lot of people but... take off and come back. I should do that. Um, Sturk, I did it. Yeah. Bobby Stark picked up his third win of the year, I believe. All right. Late models. This is interesting. I got some statistics for you. Chris Meyer led the field to green, but relinqu- uh, relinquished the lead to Daryl uh, Keene on lap three. We saw Michael Bennett return to competition as well. I saw him back. Uh, Keen ran out to a two-plus-second lead, but Adam Gray got clear of traffic. It took him 15 laps to catch him, but he did catch him, and he uh, passed Keen for the lead with three to go and got his fifth win. P.S. His last eight finishes. Ready? First, 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 second, 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 first. That Mr. Means, Summer. That means his average finish... Over the last eight races is now 1.375. I got him in my fantasy league. <laughs> his son Jacob also won the big wheel race earlier. and they've What's gone, his average finish? Uh, one, because he's won two of them this year. Or the only two this year. Ah. So have, have they only had two? I think they've only had two. They're actually entertaining to watch. They might have had three, and I might you might not have won that one, but you probably was finished very close. But I think they only had two. I gotta look it, it up. I don't know. Anywhere else, I go to the fridge and get something to drink. Stafford, I will watch those because those kids pedal the <laughs> oh. hell out of those things. They line them up. They're like fifteen deep too, and that guy's got to get the hell out of the way. So. Well, it's all racers' kids too, right? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so it so only these takes kids have minutes. it drilled into their head to compete. Yes, oh, it's yeah. definitely an intrinsic level of competition. Yeah. I would like to see him do like a mini oval or go around the mini oval. No, That'd these be kids fun. will. These kids will fall out, man, halfway around. They'll be like, oh, I'm done. Just one lap. <laughs> Just one lap, like a spectator race. That's a long r- lap on a pedal. Give them full thing, of man. Sour Patch Kids. 
Yeah, <laughs> give them a Red Bull before they go. Yeah, perfect. There you go. A bunch of kids hopped up on caffeine. Maybe some drinks. Dr. Pepper, like yeah. Sid's shirt. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Or do like they did at Thompson with the quarter midgets at the Speedway uh, at uh, World Series that one year, or Icebreaker. I don't remember which it was, but What's they it? set cone, cones up and they just did a little circle in the front stretch. That's yeah, that wouldn't be so bad, I guess. All right, we'll move on to the. It S- was a nice and pleasant race too, green to checkered. Yeah, a couple. That was a lot of the uh, races went green to checkered again this week. They were really Even nice. At Waterford races. too. Uh, anyway, SK Lights. Jason Chapman led the field to green. Uh, early on, Josh Carey would take his right front off. On yeah, his he's continues the bad luck with that. Ba- even with the backup car, it doesn't oh, matter what car yeah. it is. Down the back stretch, got that turned thing, in the right front. He's just got a total case of the bad luck right there. Yep, down. Unbelievable. Feel bad for him. Let's see. Derek Deb is carved through the field to take the lead only eight laps in on a restart with six to go. Tyler Chapman. Tyler Chapman, not Jason, mm-hmm. got great bite off the top side, passed Debus for the lead, and Chapman would go on to win. Yeah. Is and, and Tyler in, the one that looks like he's like eight? They all look like they're eight. Who are we kidding? This is true. We are 40. I don't think I don't know if I've ever seen the other ones. They all look baby. the same. They're all baby-faced. <laughs> I don't know. They all look like they just crawled out it's, of the womb. It's crazy how talented those kids are. Yeah, they all run fast, though. Yeah, they got fast stuff. They ain't you know who ran that. fast? Who's that? Norm Sears. Oh, Normie. Yeah, he got he was third. On the, yeah, he was on the podium. He got a podium, man. He was running there. Isn't this on the his second line. podium of the year, too? I think it is, yeah. He was running good on the high side. That high side was working today at, at that day at Stafford. I think they'd sprayed it. I'm not sure. They did yeah. spray it. They sprayed it a few weeks ago. Yeah. It might still be there, yeah. Yeah. You just ran it. Make sure you keep under the marbles. That's good. You have to stay away from the marbles. Stafford marbles are the worst. All right, so uh, SKs, Keith Rocco brought out the Thompson car, backup car, I guess, led the field to green. A four-car wreck immediately in turn three, took out Stephen Kopsek, Dylan Kopech, and others before the race even really started. Uh, Rocco would hang on to the lead half uh, through the halfway point with Daniel Wesson within striking distance the whole time. No, I didn't call him Daniel Weapon this week. I tried to lay off. Um <laughs> I looked at the pictures of the podium on Twitter, and I was like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> we'll get there. I was like, who the hell is this in second? And I looked at the suit. I was like, no shit. The whole field must have wrecked. No, <laughs> no only Steven Kopsick and Dylan Kopeck and a couple back markers. That's another one that yeah. that's, has played, you know, again, with two weeks in a row, I think. Playoff implication, or not playoff, excuse me. <laughs> I'm too used to cup. Excuse oh, no. me. Yeah, God, Mr. NASCAR. Ugh. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, no, yeah. The point implications there. Stephen Kopsik well, had another rough night big. there. Because of that, I believe Todd Owen is now He's got a full well, race lead like, on the Well rest over of the field. a race ahead of everyone already. They still have what? 10 races to go. He's got a race, whole race lead. Yeah. What happened? He stays out of trouble. Um, I forget exactly what happened, but I think Kopsik might have got turned. He was involved in that. He was involved in that uh, lap one wreck there. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just asking how the wreck happened. That's all. Uh, the six. I haven't seen it yet. I, I got to go back and watch it. Hold sometime. on. Yeah, I need. Did to... Kopech make contact with his left uh, rear, or was it somebody else? I don't remember, on. but somebody got into somebody else, and they both went in the wall. Yeah, somebody did something bad. <laughs> um. It was a dive bomb. I don't have the. I don't have it queued up because I was. It's in the moment. I don't have it under my soundboard. Yeah, but. yeah, we'll miss that one this week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, just visual that one. Yeah, one of those. All right, so um, a caution with 14 to go for a spin by Troy Tallman after contact with Corey DiMatteo brought the yellow out there. Uh, Anthony Bello was strong, wrestled P2 away from Daniel Wesson, went right after Keith Rocco for the lead. He made him nervous, I think. Yeah, he made pretty, him nervous, I think. That's pretty good. Bello would get within a car length of Rocco, but that was all that Rocco allowed. And he had long run speed necessary to claim his first win of the season. Bello and uh, Wesson rounded out the podium. Yeah, everybody relaxed now. You know, Keith Rocco has won. Yep. You know, so you, you can, all your, yeah, you know, gravity is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what goes up must come down. So yeah, the whole universe is in order. Yeah, Keith Rocco has won the race. Yep. When when Keith Rocco came to a rest after wrecking that uh, the mellow yellow car a couple of weeks ago, he must have sat there in the car for a second and got, thank fucking god. <laughs> yeah, I hate right. to lose an engine here, but <laughs> that that car, I I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, because he hopped in the Thompson car. I mean, that thing's not quite hashed out for Stafford right now, but. They, they couldn't touch him. Yeah. Good, yeah, you're right, Phil. Sometimes you just get some bad cars and with some bad juju. Well, and that's wow. that's very Keith Rocco esque too. He remember when he did that at the speedball, went and got the SK car for Thompson. Didn't even change the damn gear. Came out there and spanked him. Yeah, that car was hooked up too. Yeah. That thing was rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took him a bit to get it going, but once he got going and momentum kicked in, he just yeah. was unstoppable. All right, why don't we move down south to the Speed Bowl here? Okay. I got to watch these races over on uh, Speed Bowl History on the YouTubes. If you subscribe there, you can watch all the uh, Speed Bowl videos for every week. They do weekly single cam shoots, and sometimes they sprinkle in a little bit of Sid's view over on the regular channel from time to time. So I literally keep forgetting about those. Yeah, I uh, just figured I'd push that in case you couldn't catch it or you couldn't make it there. You live somewhere else. They are available on Speedball History YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com slash History, which is where I got to watch this week because I didn't make it there this weekend to film because it wasn't my turn. <laughs> All right, so Speedball, let's go through these. And I'm just going to go in order of how I watched them because I just clicked whatever was first and just moved up the list of the playlist. There you go. All right, SKs is where I started. Uh, Anthony Flannery led the field to green. Andrew Moeller took the lead immediately on the outside because the outside is the preferred lane now. The field would string out. Which is is weird weird because they don't spray the track. Well, um, the field would string out and be single file racing would take over as it seems the bottom groove at Waterford is just flat, worn out, finally. And it makes passing nearly impossible in the faster cars. Like I said... Sean should get David Arute down there to spray it. Yeah, just borrow the four-wheeler with the big sprayer. You mean spray the bottom? The bottom. Spray the bottom? It don't work. Yeah. Oh, I'm confused. Maybe they can experiment with it. Give it a try. I would spray only the apron and make it so you can get your left sides down in it, but your right sides don't have the grip. Yeah, but that's not great for everyone because sometimes you are got to under-wedge the car and, you know, whatever. with the. Apron. So then you can run the top. Whatever. Bull Multi-groove. Crap. Anyway. Allow them to soak tires. Then you're good everywhere. Anyway. <laughs> then you'll be... Just even better up top and it'll still have the same problem all right um good everywhere yeah give it a try before a resurface can happen uh todd owen would make a run at moeller's back bumper late but they were too even to make a strong attempt at the pass it was moeller winning 
And uh, Owen second, Anthony Flannery rounding out the Moeller loves the top side at Waterford. Everybody loves the top side. Watch that race. But Moeller loves Every it more. Every single car was on the top side. Yeah. Anybody who made a run to the bottom went right back to their spot. <laughs> so, all right, late models. Charles Bailey the third and Jordan Hadley led the field to green with immediate pressure from Jason Palmer and Ray Christian the third. Uh, even in the fender divisions, the bottom groove proves to be difficult. Uh, when it definitely wasn't for decades before, like I said, it used to be the line. Um, Ray Christian the third would make multiple challenges to the outside and inside of Jason Palmer for the lead, with SK winner for the night Andrew Moeller breathing down their necks in third. Eventually, Moeller would fall back into the clutches of Jordan Hadley, leaving Christian and Palmer to battle it out, basically two separate battles for first and third uh, at the end. And uh, Christian would try all he could to get by, but to no avail. And it would be Jason Palmer taking the late model win. Guys won a ton of races down there. All right, so there was somebody who had a really good night at the Speed Bowl, and that's the SK Light Race. We're going to hear about this person. Isaiah Newcomb led the field to green, and John O'Sullivan would take the lead early from him. Caution flag would fall, and on the restart, it looked like O'Sullivan crowded Tom Abley Jr. up into the wall. And uh, Abley went right front into the concrete under the flag stand. I think O'Sullivan might have had some damage or something afterwards because he was not in the lead after that. Uh, Evan Burgoyes would take the lead on the restart, and he would start running away because he's been pretty quick this year until mechanical issues knocked him out of the lead. He was smoking at uh, some point in the race, and they threw the caution for possible leakage. Um. Nick Hovey would inherit the lead, I think, and Ethan... It was basically, don't be in the lead of the SK Light race. <laughs> uh, Nick Hovey and Ethan DeRozier would fight for the lead until the 42 car spun out for the second time <laughs> off turn when two. Happens. Contact between Newcomb and DeRozier sent DeRozier up the track on the ensuing restart, and Newcomb got by. He would start tracking down Nick Hovey in the lead as his car began to fall off. Uh, it was side-by-side battle to the end, and Newcomb would take the win. So that was Paul Newcomb Jr. Or Isaiah Newcomb. I'm sorry, Jesus. That's technically Paul Newcomb Jr., right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's Junior Jr. Junior Jr. He'd be the third. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's Isaiah Newcomb taking down the yeah. win. I'm just so I'm so used to saying Paul's name. So anyway, sorry, Paul. Uh, yeah, and not sorry because your kid won. So that's a good night. All right. So we'll hear more about Isaiah Newcomb later. All right. So street stocks. <sighs> How many cars were in this field? These are the return to the dark ages, as only eight cars took the green. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mr. Oh, Foster, geez. our new GM at the Speed Bowl, really has a mountain to climb here, as other local tracks easily pull 20 of this kind of car. Uh, if really? With this, with this rule package? Not with this rule package. Uh, um, uh, if he'd like uh, to, the only track with that rules package, right? If he'd like my opinion on how to fix it, just my opinion, he knows how to get a hold of me. Um, anyway, but if, if I had to give my opinion, just so he could not get a hold of me and skip the middleman, um, I would take the Stafford rule book and just copy cross, and paste it. Cross there out the Stafford and write copy Waterford. Copy out Stafford and write Waterford above it and go, there we go, 2023 rules. Done. Yep. And I me, guarantee you everybody in that pit area has the parts to do it, too, because they just took them off last year, and a couple bef- years ago. Bef- I'm going to get ahead of this. Before people say, oh, they have to change the cars over, it's expensive. <laughs> Guess what? I did that. And I'm the one saying, why don't we go back? Because it's probably cheaper. You know why? 
Because I saved all my parts. Yeah, you didn't throw all that stuff away. No, I have you everything. You gotta keep these classes affordable. You can't have an entry level division cost thirty five thousand dollars to build we, a new car. We didn't need front jacking bolts. Nope. We didn't need them. People complain. Even I complained about them in the past because I would say I hate setting these cars up because I have to take the thing apart in order to adjust it. That sucks ass. Like it really does suck. However, I lived with it. With front jacking bolts, you have to remove the stock shocks. Now you're talking completely different handling because now you got a different shock package. Now you got jacking bolts. Now you got different geometry. Now you got floating nine inch rears. Now you got to replace the sound lake and the sway bar because they don't work properly. Now everything changes. And it's like, you know, if we just left it alone, we wouldn't have spent any money. <laughs> we wouldn't have they- had to do anything. You want to run a locked rear? Great. Allow us a bolt-in axle Ford 9-inch, and that's it. I don't want a locked rear end in the G-car is designed to push. Why would you want a locked rear end in a G-car? Again. It's a, it's a chassis designed to go straight. <laughs> it's designed to drive grandma to the grocery store. It's not designed to race. But Je- Jesse's not going to like this uh, this idea, but I think all the street stocks up there need to go to the Stafford rule book for sure, but... A spec uh, shock package where everybody has to run the same shocks. If you're gonna run, I don't re- really mind that either. If that you no, nah, if you run a relocated shocks shock, can get shocks can get out of control. The current shock rule is way too goddamn much. Two hundred dollars for a shock on a street stock? That's stupid. Get real. It's yeah. one hundred fifty for the freaking sportsman down here. Like, come on. I mean, you can get a sealed steel body shock for a relocated shock like us for under a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, why are well, we those, doing this? Those Bilstein shocks that I sent you—I don't remember what the series is, but yeah, they're see them they're one hundred thirty-five dollars for a shock, and you could literally go through the rule book and say, okay, this is option A, option B for the left, for the front, option A, option B for the rear. That's they, it. They used to do that. They had here's your rules: you get this Pro Shock, this Afco Shock, or this stock, whatever the hell QA one. Yep. Not even QA one. What the hell is it, it called? It needs to go back to that. It's just, it's gone, again, a couple little things would be okay, but it's gone completely down the rabbit hole. They went from being street stocks to limited late models like that, and nobody can keep up with it. Now there's eight cars. Or full-blown late models from 1995. And I don't fully blame the tech staff for this because they write their recommendations, and the current GM, not the current GM, the former GM had final say, which is how it is at most racetracks. Uh, And the former GM was the one who implemented a lot of these rules get rid of the eight inch tires get rid of the shock rule make it cheaper if you have to go get rid of the jacking bolts i don't care get rid of the floating nine inch make it a bolt-in axle if you want to replace it i don't care they're way too goddamn expensive nobody's showing up and this is a division where you need cars because if your support divisions suck your racetrack sucks people walking in the back gate is money walking in the racetrack. And the support divisions, which are the cheaper ones to run, should have the most cars because that's the most amount of money coming into your goddamn track. Let's also be fair about another thing. They made the cars more expensive and they cut the purse. Yeah. That's never a good combination. No, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. They're the only track running those tires. Yeah, I know Seekonk runs an 8-inch tire. But it's like they don't need even need to be on an eight inch tire. They should be on a seven inch tire. They're running six oh two crates. 
You don't need an eight inch tire. To you me, don't the need best it. rules package Connecticut ever had for a street stock, and this is just my opinion, was 2016 through 2018. Oh, it was the best. The only thing yeah. I would change is crate motors would get a two barrel with headers. Built motors would get the four barrel and probably a little more camshaft. That's if they they kept the rules the way they kind of were. Right. Basically. Right. Just to even them out a little bit. Like a 450 to, lift cam would be fine. I'm not I even, wouldn't go that. I'd go 425 lift. Think so? Yeah, yeah the lift just because of what I've seen. I mean, it's only a 1.5 rocker. I'm, I'm just going eight, based on what I yeah. saw at New Smyrna with the Sportsman's when they had a 450 lift cam against the crate motors. Those big motors are just killing. Yeah, but they also had Vortec heads, I think. No, they weren't allowed to have Vortec. Really? Heads at that time. Oh, okay, so we'll bump the cam down a little bit. I'm not yeah, even gonna. It, I'm not even gonna play to rush the soundboard. No, maybe just put it. a four barrel on the the current fine. rule package as it is. We could talk about our rules package all day, but the yeah, we love street list, stocks. Obviously, they're the best division ever. So, oh, and I would have given them back racing ball joints because removing those was stupid. Not really. I mean, I'm fine with it. I got around I, it. I uh, put stock. I put stock ball joints in my car. I didn't run any if, different if they had gone in the left-handed catalog said you can run this ball joint non-extended but it can be low friction they're 40 dollars a piece i don't understand it, why it, i can't run a 15 dollar ball joint because it's a you, move you can if you want to but i've broken them i broke one at stafford i've never broken a ball joint in my life now i'll go break one so uh, it cost cost me the, <laughs> I, I think not. it cost god me almighty. the win at the fall final in 17 god almighty i've seen i've seen some broken ball joints like Ernie LaRose and Glenn Boss have both broken ball joints, and I, I thought those were really ridiculous I, hits. I just I think Ernie a racing ball joint yeah. is better suited. We'd have to have Ernie clarify it for us, because I remember him pounding the turn two wall down like twice in a row, and I thought he broke a hub, but he'll probably clear it up for us. Well, whatever just, it is. Just it simple matter. items like that, things that can fail easy in a, in a suspension point. Mm. To me, are things like the hub and the ball joints. See, this they is... have to be purpose built. See, that's why this show runs two hours now, folks. Sorry, we just go off Sorry. on tangents for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> Tangent kings. Anyway, like Sid calls us. Anyway, talk about this is um, this is interesting as hell. At least we're not talking about this dumb technical. stuff. This is all technical information. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This is um, behind the scenes. This so is what you get inside of a racing. Mr. Foster, person. if you'd like my opinion, you know how to get a hold of me. Um, if not. Why don't you not, offer it? Why don't you DM him? I'm not taking it personally if he doesn't. He's got a lot on his plate. A lot. Trust me, a lot on his Just plate. Just keep the door open. Keep the door open, bud. All right. Um, so we'll go back to the street stock race with eight cars. Four laps in, Todd Poulin would spin to bring out a yellow. Al Stone would retain the lead on the restart. Aaron Plemons went to work on the slick bottom groove to try to take the lead away. Uh, he would get the lead, and Tony Macrino would follow him through to second. Uh, Poulin would spin again to bring out another yellow. Uh, then after the next restart, Brian Norman and Poulin uh, would spin in turn two. Macrino and Stone would spin on the backstretch in two separate incidents. Uh, yeah, there's eight cars and half the field spun out in one lap. Oh, boy. Um, oh, my God. Eventually, Plemons would get the chance to take off and would take down the win. I believe that's either second or third this year. Brent, you'll take second. appearance second. money, will you? What's that? You'll take appearance money to race at the speedball, right? Oh yeah, they need cars. Oh yeah, they'll buy me if they give me tires. I will come down. Yeah, we need a parents' money. Yeah, I need I need to be paid to come there though. <laughs> that's 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 another question I have. Are all the street stocks on the same tire in the state? No, they're all on different ones. Not even on the same manufacturer. Oh, they're on the same manufacturer. They're all just different compounds. The Thompson runs. Oh, okay. a, Thompson runs a seven ninety. Mm-hmm. Waterford runs a nine seventy. I think they got the numbers backwards. 
And Stafford runs a 700, I think, still. Okay. Which I wish they were kind of on an 800 or a 790 at Stafford, but that's they just should me. all be on 790s. That's a perfect street stock. Seven, they should all the be Comanche. on. Yeah. The Comanche. Yep. They should all be either 790s or 800s. Where they're the both, sidewall, they're both about the same. Where the sidewall has the cords poking out through it. They're so thin. From the factory. Yeah, they're so thinly From rubbered. The factory. Yeah. I, I do have a tire. I'll keep this short for Brent. A tire story for, <laughs> for, for Jesse. Yes, we were please. at Citrus this past weekend, and we were we were putting a, a brand new tire on a rim, and there was a bolt molded into a brand new tire. <laughs> what? He's he's putting air in the tire, and we hear. We're like, "What's that?" And he flips the wheel over, like, "Oh, there's a bolt in the freaking tire." Why is there a bolt molded into is the that tire? It, it was molded in like there was rubber over the top, and we looked inside once we got it off. It was rubber over the bottom. Get the. F- out of here. Is that American Racer? American Racer. Oh, Damn my it. Quality God. control. Now I feel like shit because I Good love... old American inf- engineering. God almighty. What's a bolt doing in tire molding Why? factory? Did it fall out of the machine? It, Why? M- maybe. That's like having a pizza cutter in your pizza. I have never <laughs> laughed disgusting. so hard. That's so awful. I feel bad because I love American Racer tires, too. Oh, <laughs> I, it's oh. what I race on now. I love American Racers. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Ran on them for 20 years at Thompson. I love those I miss Davelin Racing. Davelin Racing. We love them so much, we're taking American Racers to a Hoosier track this weekend. Yeah, Dave Lind was awesome, too. Those guys were great. Uh, anyway, moving. Uh, yes. I'm not saying that Hoosier Tire East is bad. I'm just saying we like Davelin better. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but... I used um, to love going over and hanging out at Dave Lynn's and just bullshit. Oh, yeah, the, the not air-conditioned place, and the guy's got a tape oh. measure that's so worn out that half of it doesn't work, except the only half that's like the part you're reading is the only part that works because he's measured it's thousands already set to a specific thousands reading, of tires. Right. Yeah. Set to a specific reading. So worn out. I used out. to call them ahead, and they'd, they'd measure them for me and have them picked out. Yeah, here you go. All set up. Mm-hmm. Mini stocks. We'll move on to them because this was a good race. Uh, I believe it's Steve Olaski in the 70, uh, 49 car. Is it Steve? Yeah. I think it, it is. Is it Steve? I think it is. Uh, I'm sorry. Is I didn't. Kid? I didn't have the race monitor up, so I don't remember who's who. But there's an Olaski. He's in a 49. Sorry. Um, I couldn't hear the announcer as well on the tape. Steve or Rob? Rob him? Steve? No, Steve? I don't know. Some Olaski was I'm in the sorry. 49. They yeah. would take the lead early. Uh, but immediately was challenged by Charlie Canfield for the lead. Uh, with nine laps to go in the race, Eric Canfield, his daughter, uh, went for a lazy spin off of four that bunched the field up. Enough to not only allow Charles Canfield to make a move for the lead, but to bring part-time competitor Chris Garside into contention. Uh, Sam Messick returned after a hard crash the last time out in the mini stocks. Also, Jesse... You'll find this interesting. I saw Rick LaFleche making an appearance as well. Oh, Rick LaFleche made an appearance. In the nine car. Yep. Big old Ah. nine on the door, just like usual. Oh, is that the Woodcock special right there? Might have been. Might be. Yeah, Yeah. like his Thompson ride or whatever. There's a black car with a big yellow outlined number nine on it. Super Rick, man. He was a shoe. Guy's a party. He's a shoe. It is Jesse Olosky. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez, I should have known that one. Wow. There's so many different ones. I'm just like, I don't know which one it is. J-E-S-S-E. Olosky. Got it. Is Jesse Olosky would take the elite early. Yeah, girl's <laughs> name. I just start. <laughs> I just started over again. But anyway. All right. So those guys were out there. 
Uh, G side made a clean I move. I feel your pain. Yeah. G side made a clean move to the bottom of Canfield on the last lap and was charging forward and almost got by him on the last lap, but Canfield was able to hold on for the win. Very tight finish, side by side to the to the flag. Mini stocks are good for that at Waterford. Mini stocks are fantastic at Waterford. They're amazing at that, Waterford. That track was built for Nima midgets and mini stocks. At this point, they were. And, and yeah, mini stocks are, are a real show, mm-hmm. especially at Waterford. When they had a bunch of street stocks, it was pretty good there too. Yeah. Now, the Legends race, they had like this 2020-10 split thing, and I don't know what that was all about never heard of it never don't know what much about i have no it. idea but i got pee again but i remember we did that and we got absolutely screwed over by it so we won't bring up those memories yeah they, they just didn't want to run 50 laps of that shit joe in a row all right so this one started off tough didn't even get the name of the person who crashed because i couldn't hear it and i didn't have race monitor up because i watched it a day after um or two days after actually uh would crash the number 25 car would crash hard into the turn one wall it was a big hit after that, Brody Monahan would take the lead early and leave everyone else behind him, go uncontested. I believe it was his fifth win of the year. In the second leg, Riley Paul took the lead early. Dylan Cody was trailing. Uh, Isaiah Newcomb, remember him earlier? He would track down the leaders, but right behind him, an incident would damper uh, the race and put a few contenders, including previous stage winner Brody Monahan, out of contention. Newcomb would have enough steam at the end to claim the second leg of the Legends race, so he won not only SK Lights, but he won his first Legends car race as well. Uh, Let's see. I think it was his first Legends race. I'm not sure. I think first this year, let's say. Uh, Okay, so in the final stage, 10 laps, Scott Lemkin and uh, Zach Martinez led the field to green. Martinez running out to a commanding lead early. A caution would tighten the field up quickly, but Martinez wouldn't be phased as he was able to win the final dash race of the night. And uh, Isaiah Newcomb was crowned the overall winner of the 2020-10 dash or whatever you want to call it. Second first and a second. Yeah. So he, let me see here. Yeah, he won the SK Light race. He won one of those races outright, and then he won the uh, overall winner. Overall. Yeah. So he had a damn good night. I don't think they ran late models because I didn't see the... Oh, wait. They, yeah, they did run late models because I talked about them, I believe. But I yes. don't remember if they brought the late model out for that race. He does have a late model as well. Uh, but I don't see what he did. So must not have been too bad because I think they went pretty clean. Uh, there was an enduro race. I didn't really care enough to catch that one. Sorry, guys. Uh, but uh, I was running late. so That's not racing to me. <laughs> I mean, you could have the V6 instead of the four-cylinder and win. I mean, it's it's an enduro. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun race. It's a good time. Just don't crash or you'll die. Yeah, they're, they're probably fun to drive, but watching them, eh. They're, they're entertaining because they like to get physical. It's, it's more fun to watch at the track because there's a lot more going on than what a camera can capture. Right. But watching it on video, it's tough because you're trying to watch a camera that's panning around trying to find the action. I like boat and trailer races. Trust me, I tried to film an enduro once. It was tough to catch action. So Just yeah. wide angle it and just let it sit there. <laughs> just put it on one frame, yeah. All right, we might as well move on to the national stuff because this will probably take us even longer. Into our next hour. <laughs> Into the second hour of our podcast again. Or the third. Or the third at this point. Who knows? All right, so trucks at Pocono. 
Uh, this one was actually kind of boring, so that we can just kind of buzz through this one. Uh, Chandler Smith basically dominated the day, but Ryan Priest, he made another start, and uh, he gave him a scare. Was really the only other truck to give him a challenge because Smith went on to win the re- to win the regular season finale for the trucks. Priest would finish P two, another great run for him. You know, and didn't get an interview. Yeah, there will come a day when people who unjustly hate Ryan Priest will figure out that every single time he sits in a truck, he fights for the win. And yeah, they never <laughs> interview him. They interviewed everybody else except for Ryan Priest. The I old- was so pissed they went from the winner right to fucking fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Like, Jerk what are you fifth. doing? I know it's the end of the regular season, but who cares? Yeah, they probably had to re- uh, interview Zane Smith because he was crowned the regular season champion. In my opinion, they should in- interview the top three first and then move on to the championship. Guys. I mean, give the guy his, second, of- his say. I got a uh, I got a weird concept for you. Here it is. You want to hear it? I do. Uh, while the winner is celebrating, they could interview second and third. And then when the winner, when they're done with that, the winner will probably be pulling into victory lane. Well, so doing then they, it, he's, then he's they done do doing vic- his stupid donuts yeah. or whatever. Then they do victory lane and like interview him directly in victory lane. And then oh, yeah. they can interview whoever else they want afterwards. Yeah. You know what? And I think Ryan Priest probably had an opportunity to really mess him up. But you know what? You didn't. Don't do that. Nope. Never do that. No, he didn't do that. He did I did find that. it ironic that uh, Carson Hosevar was the one pushing Ryan Priest on the last two restarts. Yeah, and he uh, lost the lead because of it? Well, Carson was saying they weren't trimmed out. They... Uh, it's a great excuse downforce. for I'm slow. No, he's he's probably correct. <laughs> he's probably correct. They had a lot of downforce in that truck. Probably which means that a truck lot would of drag. Roll the corners. And, and you see you should have seen the four truck go by Carson Horse of our horse face. Down the straightaway? Yeah, down the straightaway. He's fair. Like he he went to a draft. A he went to a draft. Yeah, exactly. He might as well have had a parachute on. Yeah, you kind of have to He trim blew out by him bit. so far at the end of the race. Uh, down the straightaway, the draft meant nothing to, to the Ford truck. It, it was it, bad. All right. Car- Carson was pushing his ass off, and they were not going nowhere. I'll hand it to him this time. Yeah. Just because I'm really tired of the media love affair with the kid. Oh, I can't stand the kid, but whatever. I, I just can't. I he's mean, diet Brett Kas- Brad Keselowski because he's got a horse face. It just made, drives me nuts. I mean, I appreciate the effort he puts in Remember while racing you- while hurt, but like... No. Remember what you said about punchable face? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's he's Add Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, and Austin Sindrick all in one. Agreed. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. Tall, lanky, annoying, and has a fucking annoying-ass voice. And let me know. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. Let me know when he wins. Right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, let me know when he wins in anything, because I can't remember the last time he won in a Super either. Again, I can't stand trying i mean that's the only reason people are hating on ryan priest is because this kid junked him and the media made the get out to be the victim it's like no this kid's an idiot he ran into him you know don't do that don't do that don't do that all you kids out there where is it right here do it all you kids watching right now wanting to get to this level don't do that (laughs) brilliant I'm so glad we made our own board. This makes life so easy now. <laughs> this is this is the best. We don't thing have we've to have done. fifty of them open. We just have one. It's great. All right, we'll move on to the Xfinity Series race because this was actually pretty good. We got to discuss this. I didn't watch yes. this one. 
All right. Let's just talk about the end, the rest of the race. I'll watch a little bit. We have a lot to talk about here. Raja Karuth and Alex LeBay hit the inside wall hard off turn three. Right away. That sucks because he just misjudged him. Yep, Raja stepped on his dick for the first time. Yeah, that's you're gonna. There's a first for everything, and he just did it. He's kind of that kid has been great in everything he's done so far. Like as far as keeping the wheels on it, not getting in trouble. Yeah, he's been finishing races, late model stocks, and Arca, and all sorts of stuff. You know how easy it is to go in over your head because obviously he was in over his head a little bit because. He couldn't judge the the gap speed, Drive, not the closing speed, but the gap speed. Driving off a little. But you know hard. how easy it is to get over your head as a young driver nowadays Oops. in top three levels. Super easy. It's very super easy. Remember back in the day when you would show up to a racetrack on a Thursday, and then you'd have practice all day on Friday, and then Saturday maybe you'd even have a happy hour, or Friday before that for Xfinity and trucks you'd have happy hour. They didn't and, even have practice this weekend. Yeah, you see, and, and if they have practice, it's maybe 30 minutes long. They, they Everything got rained out. Yeah, exactly. And so if they don't have, if they have a practice, it's maybe 15 to 30 minutes long. So yeah. a young driver is not going to have that kind of seat time that an ex, experienced driver is going to have. And I see, I it's almost as if that, the is pendulum is going to swing from the young, fast Jeff Gordon, Joey Logano type of drivers is going to swing back towards a more experienced driver that's been in the been in the business for a long time. Like a Ryan Priest has been in racing for quite a while, and a, a Josh Berry or something like that, where an older driver with a lot of experience, a lot of track time, and a lot of track time. Can have a little advantage on a young driver mm-hmm. with the short there's, practice. There's a lot of situations too where you see these guys, these young kids come in and wreck, and you could almost argue that it was just a racing incident. But in this case, you can pinpoint exactly what he did wrong. He got free, saved it, and then instead of just conceding the spot and trying again because you're at lap what four, three, yeah. almost four, three, <laughs> he throttled up and just. Right through the left rear. He didn't want to lose time. He just yep. got a little worked up, and that's just a and rookie it was, thing. He was clear by two out back. Like you got in, your spotter number one's got to be telling you this information, but number two, you got to have the awareness to know. And they okay, don't have yeah, they don't have the awareness I to just don't run up, out the laps. Yeah, if I throttle up, I'm probably going to get tight now. Mm-hmm. It's all racing experience, especially on bigger tracks. Yep. That just comes with the territory. They don't have the laps. They don't have the experience. They don't have the seat time. And practice is seat time. Eventually, I, so it's, it's all coming back to them. And it, the longer you are in the series, the more yep. advantage you have against a young driver. They're I all, think they're Raja. All I think Raja is going to be really good. And he owned it up to it. You know, he just made yep. a mistake. You know, and he took it on the chin. You know. Yeah, he did. He owned it. I think he's going to be really good, though. He'll he he'll learn. He learns really quickly. Yeah. This was a learning moment, and I don't think he's going to waste it. Honestly. He could be, but it's going to take him. A, he could be really good, but you know, he. I agree. He has a, a lot of potential. It, well, it's he, just going to take a young driver and guys like him to a lot of track time. It may take him years to even fulfill that. Potential. Yeah, especially with the lack of practice. That's yeah. why if they right. had practice, and, he'd get it faster. You know. They just don't the, have the other fact is he's he's thrown between now the Xfinity car, the truck, the K and N. They all handle different. They all have different levels of horsepower. Like 
different tires. So he's yeah. done really good in the truck. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he's just got to focus on the truck for a little longer if he's going to step step his way up. He's still definitely young enough to do it. So I, I personally would just take that truck deal and go with it as much as you can because yeah. that's a Hendrick affiliated ride, and and that's your ticket to the top right you there. Put your you name start out, winning in that thing. It puts your name out. It puts you in the pipeline. Yep. So, get anyway, enough simulator and do work, son. Let's just move on because a big wreck in the same spot. Took out a ton of cars, and Jeb Burton ended up on his lid. Ooh. He got the dog fuck wrecked out of him. Oh, he sure as hell did. And what was even worse was watching his two teammates escape down pit road next to him, and he didn't choose that way. <laughs> Apologies to headphone users everywhere. Typical Jeb Burton move. Yeah. I think he thought that the yellow line was lava or something because he definitely didn't go over it and he got wrecked to shit this whole weekend i have to say i'm glad that they moved the wall 100 feet closer to they wrecked three. every car off the spot that they all three divisions yeah. had a problem with turn three and i'm so glad that they just extended that wall because it could have been bad hitting that tire barrier so or thankfully. missing it a couple guys missed it and they went down pit road like casey kane there you go. Yeah, you don't want that either. That's a short I forgot, wall. I forgot they extended pit road. Yeah, 100 feet, they said. Yep, thank God for that. Appreciate yep. it. I really do. Yeah, nice work by uh, Pocono. Sammy Smith spun off turn one, backed it in the fence to end his day around 45 to go. Folded up that rear clip. Uh, now, Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs put on a chess match for the lead in the final 10 laps. Gregson held on after a last lap charge by Gibbs. Honestly, I was very happy to see it because we've given Ty Gibbs more than his fair share of shit for running over people and trying to win races that way. He didn't do it. He earned a little bit of respect back from yeah. me. Yeah, well, he earned a little back. Well, Noah has a reputation. He'll he'll unplug and get you. So he'll wreck it's probably, the dog fuck out of you? Yeah, he may wreck the dog fuck out of you. But we're not going on <laughs> YouTube anymore, right? Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, we're so you know what? I don't even have to, you know do anything I, about profanity or anything like that. Yeah. I was shocked that that whole battle in general was that clean, not just because of Ty, but they have a history. Yeah. They oh, yeah. do not like each other. Well, Noah Gregson wrecked the dog fuck out of Ty Gibbs. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of freeing. It is. To, is to it's free, it's freeing to now. be able to swear now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Apple doesn't give a can. shit, so let it go. And you know what? Fuck Apple. <laughs> well, we're on Spotify too, where Joe Rogan is. So you know what? Good. Fuck Spotify. All right. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> now we're definitely off. But no, it was great because I'm glad to see the old school racers in the booth saying, you know what? I'm proud of these boys for racing clean and respectful and doing it the right way. Like, yes, I think sir. Jeff Burton actually came out and said they did it the right way. They raced clean. And I'm like, yes, you need to tell people that. Thank you. Yes, sir. You know, you have to tell them that. Yes, Brian. And I'm so I, glad I they actually did. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an excellent display of respect by it both. It is of them. so much more exciting. If NASCAR wants to put the excitement back in racing, do that. Smashing yeah. someone out of the way makes the finish anticlimactic. It's not exciting because now you know who won. If they're but the racing drama gets clicks. Yeah. If they're racing side by side, you don't know who's going to win till they come off a of 4. And if they're wrecking in two because he just slammed the guy out of the way, well, that's anticlimactic. I don't want to watch this race anymore. Now I'm not interested. Yeah. But you put two guys neck and neck with each other, battling the shit out of each other. Now I'm interested. Now I want to watch this. 
Nothing. I don't know. It, it was. It was. <laughs> we good agree racing. with you, Brett. Oh, okay. Yeah, we was, agree. It with was you. great racing. I, I need that validation. It was, it was good racing. What can I say? Yeah. Good. Speaking of some good racing, we will, I actually got to watch the SRX race finally. I only watched like Stafford, and that was it this year. That then was kind of fun. Then they ran the finale, and it's at like Sharon Speedway in uh, wherever the hell oh, they are. Ohio damn it! I don't have a Ozzy yeah. spot. Ozzy. Uh, oh yeah, soundboard. yeah. We don't have the soundboard for Ozzy up, I guess. Uh, Sharon Speedway. Sharon! I believe um, Dave Blaney is one of the part owners of this racetrack, and has been for quite a while. I think since like yeah. two thousand. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I finally got to watch this. And these cars are not bad on dirt. They actually do the smart thing and, you know, take the windshields out. Oh, shocker. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, let's Sharon. see. Sharon. Oh, it's all the same note, Sharon. I think, Jess. <laughs> Sharon. You know, that's South Park. <laughs> Sharon. I forgot that that's uh, Stan. Sharon. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, that's enough. All right, Sharon. That's quite a enough. We know the name. We know the name of the track. <laughs> okay. All right. So Chase Elliott won on the dirt. Oh, because uh, he got to moonlight with the oh, SRX but, series. Dude, we with, can't go past the truck race. Ryan Blaney. Did we go past the truck race? Already? I believe we did go past the truck race. Oh, we did miss that thing about Todd Bodine getting wrecked in the. Dude, uh, Todd Bodine <laughs> has 800 start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this guy did it to himself. He's an idiot. <laughs> Listen to what happened. <laughs> Hang oh, on. They said Haley got me. That uh, doesn't surprise me. Um, probably she felt like it was a little payback for Texas. She thinks I wrecked her in Texas, which uh, didn't. But, uh, you know, she she just run in there. I, I was running around the bottom. I don't know if she run in the back of me or side of me. All right, first of all, I'm going to pause it there. Let me break it down for you all. <laughs> please, all right. please tell us where Haley actually was on the racetrack. Okay, first of all, yeah. First of all. Haley Deegan has been wrecked about 14 times by different people and has not retaliated. Okay, not yet, num- at least, no. Number one. Number two. And she's openly said that she won't because she's trying to earn the respect. Right. Number two. I mean, what happened, but, you know, that's racing. You'll have that. And uh, uh, I was running around the bottom. I don't know if she run in the back of me or side of me or what happened, but. Uh, you've run 800 races, sir. In the truck series alone, by the way. In the truck series alone. Not only not counting Xfinity or Cup starts, by the way. Yeah, and you don't know where you are. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where. You I'm don't at. know if he was. She was in the front or the back or whatever. I don't know. If Bro, she'd be in the side you the threw it in the middle, going into the turn while she was. She got the clear sign by the spotter she and moved down. She was on her arc in. And going on the arc in, and you dove. You dove right in there. Dude, this guy, I'm so glad he's done and, and retired. On lap four. Oh, no, he's not retired yet. You yeah, didn't hear his full interview, did I'm you? So, I'm, yeah, I, I did, and I heard it. Maybe I, I'll I have know. to make it 801. Yeah, no, I, I hope he makes it 809. Yeah. Okay, I would because, rather see Jeff Bodine get back in a car. At least he had talent. Yeah, that's yeah, he that's was far one. more spectacular at crashing. Too. I mean, I'm glad Todd oh, Bodine had a good too. career. I'm glad he, you know, was lucky sperm and his dad, his mom and dad on a racetrack, and he got to tag on his brother's root uh, coattails. Both, both and go, brothers, by the way. Yeah, both brothers' coattails go down south, and you know, be in the right place at the right time, and have a nice career, and blah 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 blah. blah. But this guy has a problem. And he's been a problem for a long time. And I wish I had the Dale Jr. one. Where the f- I, I remember a night where he wrecked Daryl Waltrip when they were teammates for that Kmart deal. And he 
tried to blame Daryl for it, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and hey, nobody else had any trouble getting by me. I guess that cute ball-headed fool can't get, you know, can't get by us without reckless. Yeah. yeah, that was that was uh... <laughs> That's my favorite Dale Jr. down uh, soundbite ever. Oh, yeah, the cue ball headed fool. <laughs> He's that, a cue ball. That was AC Delco days, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, sir. Was. Yes, it was. It, and you're spot on hair. the nose. And here's one with Carrie Earnhardt. Yeah, talk about that old cue hole. Never mind. Jack cue hole. <laughs> Never mind. Q-hole. He's so upset he can't even figure it out. Yeah. Okay. He's wrecked all. He's wrecked every Earnhardt he's ever been next to. He wrecked, <laughs> he wrecked the sense out of Carrie there. Apparently, yeah. He wrecked. He wrecked. <laughs> he wrecked Senior. He's wrecked Jerry. He's wrecked Carrie. If he if he run if he raced Jeffrey, he'd wreck the hell out of him. He wrecked the dog shit out of him. <laughs> I mean, go to the freaking slick track go kart fun zone. God place and Almighty, wreck Dale's God, kids he now. Sucks. <laughs> I'm so glad Todd Bodine is retired. Mm. Please retire. For the love of God, Please, everybody, yes. you, you, and that's one thing that pisses me off because he has the luxury of like being a truck series, you know, success story that he could go out there play, have for fun while everybody else is driving for their freaking lives and careers and whatever. Oh, and thanks, th- guys. Throw, throw and he throws it in there yeah. three deep, goes whatever. and wrecks himself and wrecks a whole bunch of other trucks. And Oops, not sorry. Like, on lap four. Yeah. And meanwhile, everybody else's truck don't matter. But nah, it's Haley Dean's fault. Whatever. Nah, it's all that's your a, fault. Nah, she's an outsider. I'm that's a champion. You know, <laughs> Haley has more talent in her pinky finger than he currently does. Maybe not in the prime of his career, but currently he's no. Uh, go home. You shouldn't even be a spotter. Yeah, go home. He's done. Anyway, moving on. Okay, SRX. By the way, all yeah. right. So I remember watching this, and it was like I watched the because they run two heat races. I think they're like twelve minutes each, timed heat races. First heat race, they took out like five cars in a wreck. I was like, "What are you doing? Really? You only have twelve of them." How many backup cars are there in this? None, search? because they wrecked them all the week before. Oh Jesus Christ! So Ryan Blaney was in that because he was moonlighting with uh, Chase Elliott, and uh, they came out to sh- to support you know Blaney's dad's track, and uh, Blaney took the worst of that. I think they actually did start all the cars because I think they patched them together, but he didn't start the other heat race and other stuff and. It was a physical race. Like uh, there was uh, a bunch of different wrecks, cars losing body panels, people having a pit. Uh, it was so physical that uh, eventual champion Marco Andretti, uh, who was crowned the champion of season two, Ain't that something broke his wrist in the last incident he was in, and uh, he said he thought he broke his wrist, and he was in a lot of pain in victory lane. Oh, his his arm was like six inches around. It was huge. Oh, it was swelled up to hell. He said he was seeing oh. stars because of the right, pain. Can you imagine if we had like a visual podcast, we could show it? It was weird, you know, the, the pain, <laughs> the, the, the x-ray or we whatever. We could share the screen, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, he actually got x-rays, and yeah, it's broken pretty badly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah. his hand almost fell off. <laughs> it was like dislocated and moved over here, and like you know, a big chunk. Missing yeah, one here. of those wrist. There's bones. a bone like just sticking over here somewhere. I was like, like oh, it's not no. where it's supposed to be. It requires no. surgery, I'm pretty sure. So yes, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So yeah, I believe uh, Chase Elliott did win that race, moonlighting in the SRX on the dirt. Uh, and yeah, Marco Andretti crowned the SRX Series Two champion. 
So am I the only one that really hopes Marco Andretti gets a shot in like a truck series truck or Xfinity he should come. Something? He should try it. You, you know? know something? God, I, I, I think he'd be outstanding. I, I think he'd have I, a lot of fun. I, I really like that idea. Yeah, I really like Phil's idea, I th- bro. I think he would make <laughs> so John good. Andretti look like the worst Andretti ever. <laughs> Poor come John. On. I he love just died. John <laughs> oh, I forgot he's dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> It doesn't really matter, but I mean, Man, he, he was one. not the worst Andretti. He was pretty good. There's no, an Jeff. Adam Andretti, too. No, there was also Jeff, by the <laughs> oh, way. Oh, yeah, this. Oh, I didn't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, look up Jeff and Adam Andretti as well while you're yeah. at it. Not, John's not th- that bad. John's actually won in sports cars and Trans Am and stuff. So, yeah. I, I think Marco would be really good in a stock car based John on what he's cup, done in those SRX yeah, cars. Twice. John won in Cup, by the way, too. So yeah, yes, he did. He is not the he's not the worst. Didn't he win at Martinsville? I believe he might have. He won in Martinsville for Petty yeah, Motorsports. Yeah, it was the Petty car. Yeah, I for think Petty. So. Anyway, we'll yeah. look that up. In later. he was the first one. Six. He was I the first think. one to win uh, Petty after. I thought that was Bobby Hamilton. Mm, I don't know. I have to look that up too. We've we've well aged ourselves out of a lot of these references because we have to actually. But look he's back. pretty goddamn good. Yeah. All right, main story. Cup race at Pocono. All right. Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch led the field to the green. More on them later. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, let's see. Austin Sindrick went for a spinoff turn four and managed to keep it off the wall, but uh, these cars are still having issues with uh, rolling after losing tires. I know that he had serious problems. I think he even had to get to- uh, towed back. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eric Almarola suffered the same fate, but he managed to get down the front stretch, and he drove up pit road backwards to get service, which was kind of interesting. I'd like to see if NASCAR is going to penalize him. I don't remember if they did on the spot or not, but it doesn't really matter. His day was basically done anyway. Um, Josh Balicki lost the tire, slammed the turn one wall really hard. Uh, by the way, speaking of slamming the wall hard, uh, Kurt Busch hit very awkwardly off turn three in practice the day before and hit the, I believe they had to go to a backup car because he hit so hard. Yes. And he actually failed uh, the concussion protocols from NASCAR and they had to put Ty Gibbs in the uh, 45 car this weekend. So Kurt missed the race. I forgot to mention that earlier. Um, uh, anyway, I do have to say Ty Gibbs was an interesting choice. Well, he is the probably top prospect in the Toyota pipeline that was available. Right. But I was just thinking in terms of experienced drivers, he's at Pocono. He's won eight Xfinity races. He's in the points. Why wouldn't you put him in? He's available. He's at the track. Put him in. Yeah. I- I guess I'm just thinking about maybe someone with more experience in these cup cars yeah. that might have been there. Yeah, there's got to the, be someone there. Yeah, but the logistics and the manufacturer and all that stuff that right. all plays into it. So, uh, yeah, he was not a bad insert either because he basically no, not at all. He basically Zane Smith the thing because Smith got into the 17 car I think because uh, yep. Busher had For COVID Busher. or something. Finished on, almost in the top 15, and that's exactly what. Uh, Ty Gibbs did. He basically put the thing top fifteen. From the, I actually from the thought back. he was going to run better than that. He had to start in the back. I mean, Pocono is a big place. You got to cut your way through the field pit strategy. It's not easy, but he did pretty well. So I, I figured they would short pit stage one 
if he could stay within the, the delta that they were looking for. I think it was 13 and a half seconds. Yeah, but, but the, he he the, was like 15 seconds back at the at the, the time of pit stops. So. With with how many cars there are, the distance behind dirty yeah. air, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work out. So Denny Hamlin went for a spin yeah, off turn one, two. Oh, we were you? Yeah, it was. Was you're, it Rick? You're right. It was Bobby Hamilton. It was Bobby Hamilton who won for. Yeah, was, yeah, I was right. You were the man. He did win for him though, right? Yeah, props. In we're talking about John Andretti. Yeah, he did. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, in Phoenix. Yeah. Ninety-eight or ninety-seven? No. Who ninety-seven? Andretti won for Petty Win though in Martinsville. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Okay. There you go. And then two thousand, right? No. It says this would be ultimately the final win for Petty Enterprises. Oh, in 2000, Andretti went somewhere else. Okay, forget it. I'm sorry. I'm reading some other notes here. All right, anyway. Andretti won in 97 and 99 for, I don't know who. One was Kelly Yarbrough. One was Petty. Yeah. So Denny Hamlin actually spun off turn two, so the pole sitter went for a ride off turn two in the tunnel turn. Uh, Michael McDowell stacked the field up after getting crossed up off one, and Corey LaJoy went spinning off of the exit of turn one, and that all happened in the first stage. Got quiet, though, afterwards, but with 23 to go, Ryan Blaney spun off turn three like a lot of other people did this weekend and hit the inside wall hard with the front end. Dude, turn three has been a problem. Turn three is one of those. Turn three really was a problem. Turns. Yeah, it was. Let me tell you how many guys drove. Let's see. There was a whole bunch of guys in practice, including mm-hmm. Kurt Busch. Yep. Like you said, and all those other guys. And in the race, there was like the two, the 10, the 11, the 12, and the 17. Well, the 11 spun off two, actually. He spun in the tunnel turn. Oh, he did in the tunnel yeah. turn? Oh, okay. My bad. Well, the, all these guys are just confused. There's no turn four. They just want to keep turning. Yeah, they saw the sign, right? Yeah. The yeah. Unpopular opinion, and I think this is Phil's. Uh, Pocono has five turns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the tunnel turn is one turn, one and two, three and or five and four. They're and long five, enough. You can, you can classify them as having two different ones. But I'll tell you what. At, historically, at, historically... Drivers get loose off of turn three a lot. Yeah, it's the flattest turn. You got yeah. a lot of lateral force that just kind of. Everybody sets up for turn one yeah. and turn one and the tunnel turn. Yeah, and they Not forget all three. about the flat one where you get loose. Yeah, that's a tough one. Anyway, um, Michael McDowell stacked him up. Corey LaJoy went for a spin. Ryan Blaney crashed. 18 to go. Ross Chastain was run up the track by Denny Hamlin and hit the outside wall, triggering a wreck that <sighs> also took out Kevin Harvick. Well, Techomatic intention, at least. Thoughts? Go ahead, Phil, first. Yeah, go ahead, Phil. We know you got an opinion on this. I'm just going to say what I've been saying all along is Denny Hamlin forced Ross to make two decisions, actually, if we want to be fair. Made him choose which lane he's going to have to go on. Now, if you know that the guy behind you is pissed at you, are you going to take the outside line? Because I sure as fuck ain't. Um... I'm just going to race and uh, whatever happens, happens because you don't expect them to kind of do something, but at the same time you do and you don't want to be a bitch. Well, <laughs> I I have no problem starting on the bottom and it's something that you say all the time is never take the top. Yeah. You never take the top. It so always puts th- you in a bad spot. To me, there was failure. Number one. I didn't think you, you got, had you got to know who you're racing against. Oh, failure. You, number two to me. Was is there a choose be- rule? Uh, yes, there was a choose roll. Oh. Okay, so he definitely took the top, so that's his problem. Yep, so that's failure number one. Failure number two is know who you're racing. 
he was running him up the track. Denny absolutely knew what he was doing. Save your car. Crack the throttle. I know you don't like to hear it, but crack the throttle and think big picture for a minute. Because at the end of the day, he probably would have been in position to capitalize on the DQs if he not had if he hadn't have been able to just drive right back by him. I think the one was fast enough to do it. Well, you gotta know it's coming. He said he knew it was coming. He still let it happen anyway. Yeah, he used his aggression against him. He used he he weaponized Ross himself. Mm-hmm. Well, Ross is a hard racer, and he's gonna take the line if he's got it. And uh, yeah, it definitely played against him. Yeah. And, and there was there was room there. There was a car and a half, almost two cars worth of room, and Ross was right in the middle of it. And That's just, a great, by the way, Jess, that's a great movie. Go ahead. You're no Daisy. You're no Daisy at all. <laughs> You're no Daisy. He's, dang Hamlet is no Daisy, bro. <laughs> I, I love what, what Denny did. Like Kyle Petty kept saying, it was old school. How many times have you seen that done? Yeah, just run them up, cowl them. Yeah, yep. and I mean, the booze after, all that kind of crap, I, you're, he's going to get booed no matter what because oh, he because he is, uh, uh, what, what, what is that? The, the antagonist? No. The protagonist? He, That's the word I'm looking for here. It's a guy who's believes something one way and does the other. Oh, uh, hypocrite? Yes. Because he's a hypocrite, he's going to get booed one way or the other. You know, he's going to get booed. He's a hypocrite. We all know the scene. We all know everything that he said and before with other drivers, Bowman, Chase Elliott, whatever it is. And he, he says one thing but does another. But to be honest, if you look at it objectively, the man's right. I don't care. If I had no problem not. with him doing it. Even Ross nope. said he was he was expecting it, and it's going to happen. Yep. You know what the funniest thing is, and I said this to Brent, I sent him a message earlier, watching my Facebook feed and Twitter feed of local racers that know Ross, that are friends with Ross, even his former uh, car owners down here, they're siding with Denny, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. That's damning. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just... Ugh. Look, I love Ross to death, and I cannot stand Denny Hamlin. I think he's an asshole. But <laughs> yeah, this is sometimes racing is self-policing, and this is one of those situations where he learned the hard way. He learned his lesson, this and is he's going to put it in his mental notebook, and he's going to know next time. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those situations where I really hate the DARFs, which we can almost even do a secondary DARF comment of the week of the group races are like, all oh, they hate your Danny. They hate Ross because he's Dale Earnhardt and everything. But listen, yeah. Number one, he's not a big physical force. Number mm, two, no, he's not intimidating. Number three, he's not a. He's not. A, he doesn't have the presence in the drivers' meeting. He doesn't have a presence nope. within the organizations or whatever. And you know number who Ross four, is? and number four. He don't he don't sell the merch that Dale Earnhardt nope. used to write. Oh, so God, you no. know what? I'm sorry. He don't bring enough attention. He don't bring enough sponsors. He don't bring enough presents. So he's guess Irvin. what? He yeah. He's not even Ernie Irvin. He's diet Ernie Irvin. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's not even Ernie Irvin, bro. So yeah, I uh, Ross will be around for a while. He'll be battling for wins and championships with Denny for a long time, and he knows he needs to fix this. He's a good driver. 
Yeah, he's fast. Oh, he's an excellent driver. Can we be honest and say that Denny could have done this in the playoffs, but he didn't? He'll still do it in the playoffs. He still yeah, owes him like I two think, or three. I don't he think him Ross is going to make it make it At out least. of Richmond in a couple of weeks either. He may even throw one extra just to be a dick because you know he's Denny. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Denny delivers. Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, he he delivered. You're right. He did FedEx delivery. He definitely delivered You're because right. Hamlin and teammate Kyle Busch would finish the race 1-2 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Oh, and by the way. With Chase Elliott finishing third. When asked to clear it up, Danny left it open. He yeah. said, I'm going to keep racing hard the way we've been racing. Yep. I'm just he left keep it open-ended, man. It ain't over. No. That's not I, I respect that, too. Yeah, he want, love, now he wants to see how the etiquette changes. So I'm, I'm going to take that to the bank. So he, after the race, is doing his burnout and getting his victory lane interview. I liked when he looked at the crowd and said, what do you expect me to do? It's He's right. <laughs> he's right. Even though, I don't care if he's a dickhead. He's right. Yeah, he is. He's 100% right. He's right. Like, what did you expect? Just because you don't like them, you got to have some kind of abstract thinking. He basically, but, you know, he's, he's like, right. he's like, you assholes expect me to expect just lay over to... and take, what did you think I was going to do? You, you wanted me to do this. Yeah. He said, you wanted me to do this <laughs> and he's right. Yeah. Yes. What did you expect me to do? I like it. I'm I, like, I, you know what? I'll buy an 11 half. What do you one. want? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. I'll buy an 11 hat, but it better not have FedEx on it. No, no, no. I There's a little FedEx. girls there FedEx crying, the holding the checkered flag. Uh, Boo the little felt, girl. Boo the little girl. Your dad sucks. I felt bad for If her. it was Talladega, they would have hit her with a beer. <laughs> if it was New Jersey, they would have hit her with a battery. <laughs> they get clunked in the head. They would have thrown batteries at her, bro. In yeah, New Jersey was, too close to Philly. Yeah, if they did New Jersey <laughs> race, they would have hit her with D cell batteries. They would have thrown or, batteries at her. Or they would have vomited on her. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> Fuck New Jersey. Oh, uh, and, guys are terrible. And Philly, by the way. Yes. Uh, anyway, so, all right. So, race over, right? Wrong. Nope. <laughs> because for the first time since 1960, the winner of a NASCAR ser- a Cup Series event was disqualified, disqualified, full on. No points, no money, no trophy. Well, actually, let's get into that later. Uh, from a win. <laughs> not since 1960. And not, o- <laughs> not only that, but the first time since 1955 that the top two finishers were disqualified. Boy, that's a... That's a uh... That's One telling, of those tri- that's a trivia night nightmare, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you have never had that. What the hell are you DQing guys in 1955 for? Were they running fuel, too much moonshine in the trunk? Fuel, fuel tanks too Listen, big and stuff like 1949, that. 1949, the first ever, the first ever exact race, the winner was DQ'd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't remember exact. I can't remember the exact name. Did Rex White get the win for that? Yeah, Rex White got the win. I yeah. can't remember what the hell happened. He had illegal springs or something in the in the car. Most because of the time they, they were stock. running. Most of the time it was a fuel cell size thing. They yeah, ran it, it, too much gas. Yeah, that or yeah. I think I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I fail you. So anyway, it handed the win over. <laughs> it handed the win over to Chase Elliott. Release the Darfs, because oh my God, the hellstorm of Twitter, oh, Facebook, God. and all the other uh, idiot social media platforms. Holy crap. Was it packed with idiots? This is the most popular driver? Yeah. Is the guy that gets so much hate? No. 
they're saying that NASCAR is rigging it for the most popular driver. That's what I mean. If 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 so many people are hating on the man, how is he the most popular driver? No, they're hating on NASCAR because they're saying it's rigged. Well, that's why it, it's really the same thing. <laughs> still yeah, indirectly it is. It's hating kind of on indirectly him. hating on him. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, by the way, they were DQ'd because in post-race tech, they pulled the wraps off, which, by the way, they don't do in pre-race tech. And they found, what was it, two inch by... How long uh, was it? It was like two inch by five inch or something in uh, 12 thousandths of an inch thickness. Yeah, pieces of clear tape under the wrap on the nose. But if you look at the NASCAR rule book, it says quite clearly that you can't put anything under the wrap at all. Doesn't matter if it passes the scan, doesn't matter anything. You have to use the parts you're given and you can't put anything on them. You can put a wrap on them or you could put a wrap on them and paint it. But that's it. You can't put anything else on it between the parts you're given and whatever your sponsor obligations wrap, whatever that is, you can't do anything. You can't sand it. You can't heat it and move it. You can't do anything to alter it. So putting pieces of tape under it breaks that letter of the law rule. Therefore, they got DQ'd. Can I just say they're stupid for doing it the way they did? Uh, Yeah. I think... There's a much easier way to accomplish what they were trying to do, I believe. I forgot what they were trying to do, and I don't even care. I I don't know what they were trying to do. They were trying to do something that was clearly illegal, but if you just use thicker wrap material and overlap it on the front bumper, you probably could accomplish the same damn thing. I don't think you're even allowed to overlap the wrap. I think they have, like, small overlaps. I don't know. Some places you kind of have to, but... Quarter inch or something like that. Probably the maximum, but still, like... Yeah, I mean, again, it's a letter of the law penalty. It sounds stupid. It might not actually cause any sort of performance advantage, but to be fair, they were both caught with it, and they were both up front. Yeah, if it's It's there, it's illegal. It's against the letter of the rule book. They found it in post-race tech. End of story, they go. And I applaud NASCAR for actually sticking to a letter of the law rule, no matter how you know ticky-tack it actually sounds. They stuck to the the rule, you know? The other thing to me was the people that were not only asking why they don't find this stuff in pre-tech, but why they don't disclose the information immediately. The reason that they don't is because they're still an appeals process. Right. They got to go through appeals. Mm-hmm. And Joe Gibbs is not appealing this. No, and they've already That's also for good reason because they've actually had a penalty increased before. Mm-hmm. Because they found more at the R&D center. That's what a lot of people also don't realize. They're taking these cars back to the R&D center. There's no more penalties, they say, currently, that are going to come from the R&D center. But if you open up the appeal, then the whole car is susceptible to inspection again. Yep, they can go back through it completely. This is what happened to Brad. What if they find more? That's what happened to Brad Keselowski. They took that car back and uh, found some stuff on it after the race you know what i mean they didn't find it in post-race tech because he didn't finish up high enough to be teched so they found it in you know random what is it they randomly draw a couple cars and they bring them back anyway no matter what i think it's the top two in a random draw yeah and they just take them back for uh r&d tech and that's where they found it 
And so yep. it's like, that's why he got the points penalty is because they found it in R&D and it was something egregious. So that's probably why they didn't appeal because they're like, no, no, you found enough. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they also probably don't want to have any sour grapes if for some reason somehow it gets overturned and then the people in the garage are mad that they found something and it was overturned because vendettas do exist everybody's human you can't prevent it so yeah so yeah they're not going to appeal uh i don't think it really well denny's already in the playoffs i'm assuming because he's won multiple times i think they're both locked in already how many times did Bush win? Did he win this year? He's one, right? Th- yeah, he's got one, I believe, maybe two. If he's got two, he's in good shape. Uh, but it, it, they're counting down the races to the end of the season just because they don't want more than what's you know allowed. They don't want more than 16 cars to win races. No, they don't so. want that at all. No, that's big on their face. Yeah, because if, then, <laughs> then the chase egg. is null and void. Yep. <laughs> they're right back. back to points. Yep. Egg. Yeah, but also I think Kyle Busch is at the the kind of cutoff point. By the way, we could go into a whole podcast about his uh, contract situation and stuff and different body language and such. We should do that with a a Patreon episode. We should do that. I I think Kyle (laughs) Busch is going to be all set. The way he was acting in his interviews, like, have you ever seen him give that positive of an interview before the race or for finishing second? I don't think it's going to be with Gibbs because did you see when Coach Gibbs came over after the race and he didn't even react to him being there? Yeah, there was no acknowledgement at all. Who's going to pay Kyle Busch that kind of money? $25 million a year? I I still don't think Tyler Reddick's going to be in the eight car next year. I think they're going to pay his ass to sit. I doubt it. Somebody would probably no. Pick they him picked up. up his contract. That's kind of not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to. No, happen. they they can still pay his contract though, and he doesn't have to race. They'll mm. buy him out of it. It's been discussed all over Twitter today. They did it's the same stupid... thing. With, they did the same thing with Kevin Harvick a it's... long time ago, and they didn't learn from their mistake. Yeah, it's a, a long time ago. Uh, they they optioned his Kevin Harvick's contract, and as a lame duck, he won like four races or whatever. Yeah, it would be incredibly stupid of Childress to just let him go or just like who, who are you gonna put in that car that's any better austin hill no kyle bush no he won't he go get rich shoulders ain't got kind of you money. ain't gonna afford him he kyle bush is gonna have to take a major pay cut to go anywhere else yeah he is. when mars major. left when mars left i guarantee you he takes 10 million in pay cut i'd say guarantee easily yeah that's the, just the minimum. high the high dollar driver's days is over man yeah they're going minimum. to indy car <laughs> I think it would be an interesting world to see Kyle Busch in that eight car just because of what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I, I mean, Kyle Busch would have to, if he wanted to go into the eight car, I'm sorry, but that's a terrible move. I don't want to. Yeah, it would be if I was Kyle Busch, that would be, that would be terrible. Basically resign with JGR or retire. That JGR car is guaranteed to run up front almost every week. Not yeah. the eight car. No. TRD is going to find a place to put him. They have I mean, to. Because he's got the truck team, and that's like their biggest feeder team for the truck series. Fourth Toyota. team to 2311. Got it. All right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle Busch has a lot of ties mm-hmm. to Toyota. Well, they've gave them like the most freaking wins possible. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, but you, you don't go from a, a, a top team down to a, 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 a butt team. And, and Conspiracy theory. No. Kurt Busch didn't really get a concussion. This is the beginning of an excuse to get him out of the car. 
You know he's just going to move over so that Kyle can come in. It's it's his retirement. It's brotherly love. Yeah, he's just going to give him his, <laughs> his seat so that they can move Ty Gibbs to the 18 for a cheaper price. Oh, God. You know that's coming, too. Oh, it's coming. It's, it's going to be – he's going to either end up in the 18 or the 19. His true ain't going to stick around have you, next year. Have you heard of somebody called Austin Dillon? All right, so there was a twin IndyCar race at Iowa. We could talk about this forever. I got to move it on. Yeah. We're at two hours already. Dude, this twin IndyCar race was awesome, though. It's one of my favorite races I wish, of the weekend, bro. I wish I'd seen them. It's a really, really good race. Iowa, you know what? They were good at races. Iowa. Doubleheader weekend. The fans showed up. It was awesome to see Tons Iowa Tons of packed. people there. Lots of people showed up. Iowa showed out for the Cars turned left. And guys got and and people fast had a lot of passing fast cars, lots of passing. Jimmy Johnson did pretty good. He spun the early. The only person that had anything for Joseph Newgarden was the outside wall. Yeah, pretty much. And then the ground. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, Damn. that was tough, huh? Poor Joseph. Oh, boy. Ouch. <laughs> No, but seriously, uh, Joseph Newgarden hit was, that one on the head. He, ooh, yeah, he got that one. Um, you're gonna have to hit that one a couple more times. <laughs> Catch up. He did, and uh, in, he was involved in a crash in the second race on Sunday. He seemed fine until after the race when he reportedly passed out in the motorhome lot. Yeah, he won the first race. He did win the first race. Yeah, and, and, and he went. Jimmy Johnson spun early, but was but led like almost twenty laps. How yeah. did Jimmy Johnson spin and not hit anything in an Indy car at Iowa? I have no That's idea. Tough to do, but That's... I guess it was wide enough. No, that track is not wide. See, no, it's not. Iowa. <laughs> Iowa right. You wouldn't think these guys would be that great on a three-quarter mile track. Iowa is only three quarters of a mile, and it's actually it's like Richmond basically, but with more banking. But they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they're excellent I liked there. It. Yeah, they're excellent. That there. place is super bumpy. And too. even with mm. uh, even with you know, their their speeds are equivalent to what you know the old two thousand five when they were going stupid fast. Mm. Yeah, these you cars know? are trimmed out. You know, and yet none of these guys were you know experiencing like any blackout from the G forces or anything like that. So it's still kind of a good race. A lot of wheel to wheel. There's a lot of passing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. Jimmy was running second race. He was he was top five all day. Ended up fading to eleventh. And in the second race, he ended up running top five all day. Yeah, I think he finished top finished five. Fifth. Yeah, he ended yeah. up passing his teammate. First who, career top five. Yeah, his teammate is a championship point leader, is Alex Al- Pelot. I was going to say Pelot. Who. Is also a nominee for the Making Laps podcast most extra uh, drama magnet drama of the year. magnet of the year for signing with two different teams. Oh, really? I didn't catch that part. Oh, two yeah. Di- he, oh, god, you missed that. Yeah, he signed I with heard, Chip minute, Ganassi. I heard something about that. He signed with Chip Ganassi. I just don't know the details. And he motherfucker. Uh, hey, guess what? I'm free from YouTube. He motherfucked them all the way on on Twitter. <laughs> Motherfucked him on Facebook. Freedom. Motherfucked him and freedom. <laughs> yeah, he motherfucked him up and down, and he signed with McLaren. Alex. Also, yeah, he, yeah, he signed, signed with two. He signed with teams, McLaren. Bro. He signed with McLaren F1, didn't he? Undetermined. 
It could be any kind. It could be McLaren IndyCar. It could be McLaren F1. It could be McLaren Formula Three. It could be McLaren sports car. It could be McLaren. There's a whole different umbrella. I thought he actually went and tested the McLaren F1 car. That is a carrot that's been dangled in front of many different drivers, including Colton Herta and... I believe Colton went over and Potato Award. (laughs) Potato. (laughs) I love Potato Potato Award. He's good. As well. Colton Herta is one I like to see. Because we always make fun of the Italians on the show, and so I get to make fun (laughs) of Mexicans and Irish people. At the same time. Uh, at the same time when I make fun of Potato Award, who hmm. won the second race. Yes, he did. So, yeah, he has a contract for next year. So he has he's going nowhere. All right, I'll have to research that one. Yep. So, by the way, um, New Garden was uh, flown to the ho- hospital by helicopter, obviously, uh, because the I think the route to get there was going to be 45 minutes. So they're like... Yeah, we don't know if this is the chicken or the egg. If he, if he passed out from the crash... Or if he just like tripped and fell or something, there's no explanation they, toward it. Yeah, they don't know yet because he he passed all the physical exams and stuff in the infield care center after the crash. Came out, gave a normal interview. If you yeah. saw the norm the interview, you would know anything ever happened. He looked I, fine. I did see the interview. Yeah, uh, he fine. He, multiple fans do report seeing him quote unquote faint. Yeah, it could be. It, it, we don't know exactly what it was. Noah Gregson. They, they said th- he did lose consciousness. Uh, Noah Gregson threw yeah. up after the race. I mean, he does that from time to time, but he was also very, like, weak-legged afterwards. Like he had trouble standing afterwards. They said, and I did see a picture on Twitter of him signing autographs like half an hour after the race. Like everybody left, but he'd stayed, and he was signing autographs. And people said that he was like really weak afterwards. So I wonder if Newgarden just kind of got overcome by the heat yeah, over yeah, two dude, different days the whole yeah, entire it's been really hot the whole country you know you're you're hot i'm hot you know there's no water in sight well well in new garden too he said after here. the first race that uh he was absolutely gassed yeah. yeah he was probably just exhausted from the whole weekend yeah a double header that's fill him up lot. with three four iv bags i mean and even home. In, even in baseball when they do a double header it's only usually seven innings well they went 550 so. laps total between the two days it's a lot of laps yeah that's a lot around that place that place is bumpy and indy cars are very physical as well so yeah it was extremely entertaining and indy cars turning into my favorite series which oh, really goes against my type excellent but. racing he yeah. was uh, i believe discharged uh, monday uh, test after testing and checks revealed simple abrasions, but he was okay to be reevaluated later. Yeah, he's in concussion protocol right, right. now. There was an F one race. I didn't watch it. it F one wishes it was half the series that F one that Andy Car is. I'm sorry. I was going to talk think... about uh, the Matt Hirschman controversy, but I really don't care about whiny drivers or crews. So oh, oh about Star Speedway. That. Yeah, I don't give a shit. It was something with Star Speedway and Star Speedway. It, People said he was speeding on pit road, and um, yeah, but Star Speedway just had a, a, a well, I saw on a Facebook on a post or whatever that they were in trouble and they weren't breaking the even and whatnot, and they're me. they're going to have to totally restructure the way that they do business going into the future. So we have to pray we have to form a circle of protection around star speedway so that they don't drop off the face of the earth because we don't need another racetrack yeah well racers racers like uh, him and his team bitching about the place isn't going to help 
Take your lumps. No, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what happened between that, but uh, I don't want to see, I don't want to hear bad things going on with Star or any other racetrack. Yep, take your I lumps. I don't want yeah. to either, but I wonder if some of that is self-inflicted because of the neg- negativity from uh, ownership on Facebook about some things. Anyway, bring it up uh, to close this thing out. Anybody see the video of the RV leaving Pocono and smashing their awning into other people's RVs? <laughs> no, I want to see that. Where the hell is That's that? That's a different Darf, like I said, a drunk-ass drunk ass race, race fan. fan. Drunk-ass <laughs> race fan. Yeah, that's the the one of the week. That's that's the, that's the what we're going to finish the show out on is that. So if you haven't seen that. <laughs> that son of a bitch just kept on going like nothing Dude. happened either. We should post Just, that. do you have your... Uh, let me see. Oh, hang on a second. I'll just send it to you here on whatever this is. Uh, Hold on. Copy Please. link. Tweet. Oh, you found it. Jeez. <laughs> you didn't even roll it up, you drunk piece of garbage. He's trying to beat the traffic. He's trying to beat the traffic. He's like, fuck it. I'm Look still at you. going. And <laughs> he just drove on like nothing happened. It, I'm surprised it didn't even damage the big motorhome. Yeah, he it barely put a scratch on it. And it's all just smashed up. <laughs> and he just keeps on trucking. What an idiot. That I'm shit su- is great. Where's the, where's, why is it the back end of the truck, like, hold sagging. down, yeah. sagging, you know, with 25 inch rims that are <clears throat> three and four feet outside the body with these nuts right. hanging off the, <laughs> off the trailer hitch. My legs are now numb. We are well over two hours. We have to end. Seriously. Nah, you love it. You truck drivers no, I love have us. To, I have to end. Okay. You can find this podcast. Please. You got to find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find me in the bathroom about three minutes. Uh, you can find it on Instagram at Making Labs Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Labs Podcast. You can find. Uh, let me see. You can send us feedback to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, also send us voicemails to anchor.fm slash makinglaps. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes TikTok. I just don't use that anymore. At Brankleason01. You can find Phil at? At PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find Jesse on this show. All right. Yes, sir. Boy, how do we end this show? Keep the dirt set down, stay out of fence. Thank you for listening. Why is it even the ending of the end? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Well, it's not that bad. We're going to be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>